Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, and wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number two <coughs> of season two of yes, Ruthless Talk. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Today is Thursday. Uh, so that can only mean one thing. It's time to talk some AEW Dynamite as there's a lot's going on in AEW. There's a lot of events coming up. You have All In, which is going to be at the end of August in big Wembley Stadium. So, you know, you know, w or WWE, AEW is really trying to uh, pack in that show as well as Double or Nothing that's coming up in just a couple weeks in May. So a lot's to mm -hmm. talk about in AEW is there's a lot to build, a lot of, a lot of build into some upcoming shows. Um, as we're going to talk some of that and, of course, some AEW uh, Dynamite. Before, but before we get into all of that, um, I do want to mention briefly about NXT. Um, you guys, if, if you guys are familiar with this platform, uh, you guys know that we have been talking a little bit about NXT because there's been a lot of good stuff happening. And it's a shame, too, because, you know, I've also mentioned this, that the ratings just have not shown that. And I don't know if that's just because, and, and rightfully so, that, you know, we see all the time, NXT's talents, they get brought up to the main roster, they get treated like garbage, they get booked like garbage, and so and, and oh. I'm sure all of us fans are like, well, what's the point of watching NXT? But I, I highly recommend, guys, if you do not watch NXT, at least to catch some highlights and, and things of that nature, because they, they do a lot of really good stuff over there, and props to HBK as well, because, I mean, <clears> he's <throat> the dude that's running the ship over there. Um, I mean, you got Chelsea yep. Jane and Gigi Dolan from Toxic Attraction as they continue uh, their feud, JC Jane, by the way, she cut a tremendous, a tremendous freaking promo. Um, I believe it was outside the parking lot after um, a brawl exchange during a match between Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade uh, that was early on in the night. So she cut a tremendous promo on Gigi. Is that from is that feud as itself uh, continues to really heat up? You got Braun Breaker as you know NXT's experimenting a heel Braun Breaker as his uh, first feud is going to be with a. Uh, Andre Chase and Chase University and that whole shtick, uh, which is not a bad little first feud um, for, for Braun Breaker to uh, to start his heel run. And then, of course, you have uh, the women. Uh, you have Indy Hartwell, which is it's still crazy for me to <laughs> for me to say that Indy Hartwell, <laughs> who's your new uh, NXT women's champion. Uh, she's going to be taking on uh, Roxanne Perez, who is your former NXT women's champion, as well as Tiffany stratton uh tiffany stratton who is a who again who is a decent nxt talent again if you don't know who she is then you know do your research you know she actually does you know i know that's you know again for, with these unfamiliar names you know it, it, you know just from my point of view just take my word for it uh definitely watch their stuff and, and watch nxt as a whole they really do a tremendous yeah. stuff over there so uh brian before i get to you i do want to mention a few things about uh the platform <coughs> so as you guys know uh, we are also now available on Apple Podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, so again, we have our TikTok yep. account. Uh, continue to follow us on Instagram and be a part of our Facebook uh, group as we continue to try to uh, grow this platform by the day, by the week, and by the year. Whether you're listening to uh, on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, uh, we appreciate you guys listening and watching as uh, so we appreciate uh, we you guys are are enjoying the content as much as we uh, love publishing out this content to you guys. So, uh, so Brian, I'm going to get to you, my man. So your thoughts, and I know 
you know, you don't watch too much of NXT. I know you were, you know, before we got on the air, you actually just finished watching Dynamite itself. But, um, you <laughs> yeah. know, at least from what you were able, what at least from what you have been able to maybe see, maybe on Facebook or something like that. Um, and I know you were at Vengeance Day that was in Charlotte uh, just a couple yep. uh, a couple of months ago. That actually was the same uh, the same area, of course. I mean, legit that where we're from. But uh, where right, we also right. handed out flyers and stuff like that uh, to some local uh, some WWE fans, which was a lot of fun. And you were able to watch the show and you were able to to witness some of those NXT talents. Uh, your thoughts yeah. about NXT right now? Um, you know, you know where where they're at, and some of the talents. You know, who do you like? Who do you don't like? Who has potential? And just everything as a whole. Yeah, um, you know, I, I watch it. You know, uh, occasionally here and there um, when I can. Um, but yeah, I, I mentioned uh, even Indy Hartwell. I think going back to the Royal Rumble, and she had a little moment in there. Um, so yeah, you know, I've, I've kind of been watching her for the last couple months, and you know, while the the title kind of was a you know, a little bit of a shocker, you know, it kind of came out of the blue, but interested to see where that goes. Um, Braun Breaker, you know, as we've talked here before, like, again, it seems like anytime they call up, a, you know, an NXT talent to the main roster, they <laughs> change everything about them. So in this case, turning him heel, which I don't know, like initially when I first heard about Braun Breaker and, and knew who he was, like I kind of assumed he was going to be heel anyway. I, I think his look, kind of is is more heelish obviously you know coming from the steiners i guess rick was you know his his actual his father was always more of a, a face kind of character whereas scott was more of the heel um at least mid to later in their career i mean they both started out as a babyface tag team but um so yeah and i kind of again given his look and you know his intensity his whole like the whole neon color, you know, thing, it, it just, to me, it just didn't fit. So I'm interested to see where it goes as a, you know, with the heel run. Um, Cause I, I just think it would fit better for him. But uh, you know, that being said, again, the toxic attraction thing with uh, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, you know, that's been a, a pretty good storyline. Um, even the Grayson Waller, HBK stuff, um, you know, that was pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they, they got some stuff going on down there. Um, I mean, in all honesty, as far as, like, storyline and talent-wise, it's just as good as AEW. I mean, it, it really is, Absolutely. you know, so. It's fair to say. Yeah. Absolutely fair to say. And it's funny. Uh, there was I, I would say even storylines, it's better oh, than they, AEW oh, and, oh, and talent. Absolutely. Now, now I guess talent, uh, yes, AEW is stacked with talent, you know. Um, so maybe the talent-wise, I guess, is not quite there. But there's some, some definitely some people there that can – reach those levels for sure yeah and it's funny you uh you you mentioned with you know the talent and and how and being just as good as AEW you know there was a question that I came across on Twitter about you know if you were able to only one watch one promotion like one wrestling promotion once a week you know you can only pick one what Mm -hmm. would it be and to be honest with you (laughs) out of all of the you know you have obviously you have impact you have you know Monday Night Raw you Mm -hmm. have Smackdown you have AEW Dynamite Rampage and so on and so on right as of right, right, right. now, Brian, I, my answer would right now be if I had to pick would be NXT. I, I mean, legit. I mean, they. Yeah, I, mean, the, the I talent, couldn't argue like with you that. Said, are, like are, right are now at this moment, good. Yeah. they're just as good as as, as AEW Dynamite or the the people on the main roster, and the sure, storylines sure. and the build is is just better, right? And I think yeah. honestly, and you know, and, and and I go back to to ratings, right? Television ratings, and you know, they have been getting the short end of the stick. Like I was mentioning early on, just at the top of the show. 
But again, and I think it's just the fact that people just don't want to give it that chance because of those those reasons that I mentioned, you know, oh, well, you know, they get yeah. called up and they get treated, they get booked like garbage. So what's the point of watching NXT? But NXT itself, yep. man, the, ever, the way that everything is just done, the way that there's there's just a nice fluid, nice consistency, and it's just really, mm-hmm. really fun to watch. Now, is it great? No. But is it very, but is it good? You're damn right. It's freaking good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, as of right now, I mean, and Brian, I'm, I'll send this off to you, you know, mentioning the question that I mentioned, I found out on Twitter um, about, you know, if, if you were able to watch one wrestling promotion, I mean, for me, it's NXT. I don't know what your, what your thought process is, because again, I, I go back to you know, I, J, uh, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. I, I mean, th- this so far, I mean, at least from what I've been seeing has, has been done very, very well. Um, the only mm-hmm. flaw that I just have is that I just don't know why they had to face each other in a what was it like the, one of those weekly pay-per-views that they usually do i forget i think yeah, it was called right, NXT right. roadblock or something like that right uh but outside mm-hmm. of that the the feud has been done tremendously well um again you have braun breaker who you know i i can definitely understand where people are coming from you know with his baby face character and the neon uh you know colors and and things like that in his baby face character um, but I think babyface or heel, I think Braun Breaker, there's potential. Um, and, oh, but yeah, as a heel, sure. though, you can see like there, there's the potential is now just through the roof now of, mm-hmm. of what this guy can legit do. Um, and even the rest of the women's division, Roxanne Perez, um, you know, again, Indy Hartwell, you know, I mean, and I know Indy Hartwell. It's, you know, she, you know, I, and I can understand from other fans perspective, you know, they just look at Indy Hartwell and they just go, eh whatever right but again if you put her in the right in, in the right segment in the right position she could do wonders for your company mm-hmm. um you know tiffany stratton cora jade i <laughs> i didn't even mention cora jade yet she's done tremendous work ever since turning heels so but yeah you're uh, yep. brian uh your your uh your thoughts about uh the question about if there is any promotion um you know if you had to watch one promotion uh throughout the entire week there's only one uh what would you pick and and why uh. Gosh, uh, that that's a yeah, that's a really tough question because I, you know, honestly, I'm not thrilled about any of them right now. Yeah, um, and right, rightfully uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Rightfully um, so. Gosh, you know, I mm, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I guess I put for, you on yeah, the spot, for, man. <laughs> I know, really, for for storyline wise, even though I, you know, just because I, I watch this for the purposes. I'm coming on and doing the podcast, so I don't watch um, uh, NXT as you know as much. But yeah, the storylines overall, right now, like at this moment, and maybe even the last, you know, I mean that they've, you know, the last few months, I guess, you know, they've been doing pretty damn good, you know. And that's the other thing, consistently, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's They're very consistent, um, very yeah, very consistent and, and which which goes a long way. It's it's not this like hit or miss or like, you know, Oh, it's one like fantastic show. And then three shitters in a row, you know? Um, so yeah, maybe, but you know, ultimately I'm probably going to revert back to what unfortunately I know in hopes that it gets better. So honestly, and then I got to consider the whole sale to WWE. Uh, shit. Not fucking. I'm gonna go right now at this moment. NXT. NXT. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and, yeah. and honestly, that that's that's a, again, it's a fair answer, and honestly, it's it's pretty much the right answer. 
Um, and again, I mean, listen, if people are titled to what they want to watch is fine. But if, if people are being honest with themselves, that they were looking to find a show that was consistent in storytelling, consistent in mm-hmm. just good quality shows, NXT is your show. You're not getting that right now from Monday Night Raw. You're not getting it from, from SmackDown, and you're damn sure not getting it from freaking AW Dynamite. And we're going to get over this show, which has, I yeah. guess you can say, has slight, is slightly getting better still uh well again we're gonna get into that in just a second but yeah nxt is is honestly the way to go and it's again it's just a shame that a lot of these talents for the most part once they get to the main roster again johnny gargano is a perfect example tommaso champa is a perfect Mm -hmm. example i mean yeah i mean shoot who else i mean again i can't even freaking remember I mean, Pete Dunn, right? Pete Dunn, like he's freaking playing mm-hmm. Butch, like in this freaking weird brawling brutes faction. Like, what the That's, fuck? That's, man, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and I know he's been injured and, and, yeah, and he's whatnot, been injured, or, or right. was injured. But yeah, his whole time in NXT, I was like, man, this this dude is a freaking star, man. Like, you ha- you know, he needs to be on the main roster and, and pushed and built that way. And then he got to the main roster. And sure, injuries do play a part, but even before then, he was, it was like you're just being fucking wasted. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a shame. It, I really, really liked him in NXT, man. Yeah, like oh, absolutely. I, I still remember the freaking the matches with him and uh, and Johnny Gargano still to this day. Yeah. Um, all yeah. all of them, legit all of them. That entire D, uh, uh, DIY shtick, right? All the way up until their uh, all the way up in you know their feud, their singles matches. Like, dude, I remember all of it. Like Velveteen Dream. I yeah. still remember Velveteen Dream. Do people remember Velveteen Dream? So. Yeah, man, it's 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 no doubt. I mean, if, if people are being honest with themselves, at least as of right now, NXT, I will watch NXT over Monday Night Raw. I will watch NXT over SmackDown and I will watch NXT over AEW, both Dynamite and Rampage. And I don't think honestly, Brian, I don't even think it's can't argue with that. It's yeah. even freaking close, honestly. And I mean, SmackDown, the only the only competition would probably be SmackDown. Um, that that that's probably the only the, the yeah. only the only slight of competition that I can think of about NXT, but, uh, but yeah, so they have their, uh, their pay-per-view NXT spring break in, and we'll get more into that, uh, for the following weeks. But, uh, but yeah, again, again, guys, if, if you're, if you're a fan out there that doesn't watch too much of NXT, whether it's, you know, watching highlights on YouTube or whatever, uh, definitely recommend to, to give NXT a chance, you know, their shows, they, they yeah. really do a tremendous job. Um, and again, it's it sucks that the ratings don't show that, but they really do a good, consistent work. And again, shout out to Shawn Michaels HBK because again, he's the one leading the ship over there, and mm-hmm. got you know we give props where props is due there. So, and we'll continue to update uh, stuff on on NXT um, in regards to you know again we talk about with JC Jane and Gigi Dolan that that's pretty much the big kind of the really the big main, uh, focal point in the story. And of course, you have Carmelo Hayes now now that he's the new NXT champion. Um, which is, you know, very, <laughs> I have my takes about Carmelo Hayes, but I'll say that that's a different story for a different day. Uh, Grayson Waller, who's done a tremendous job as of late as mm-hmm. well, as it looks like him and, and, and Hayes are now starting a feud of their own as there was a, a Grayson, the Waller effect uh, segment this past Tuesday on NXT. So that's kind of getting started from the jump there. Um, as a lot of, a, 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 a lot of other stuff, of course, uh, that's again just really doing a solid job. So again, if you're a fan out there that doesn't watch too much NXT, uh, definitely recommend to give it a try. Um, again, they're on again on Tuesday nights on eight o'clock on the USA Network. Um, you know, and again, even for me, like you know, of course, with my schedule, 
I don't really have time to watch too much of NXT to see what exactly yeah. what how everything is going on. But you know, luckily I I try I check highlights, I do my research, and just to see what exactly is going on over there. So, uh, but definitely if you're a wrestling fan, give them a give them a chance, and and definitely because they do a, a yeah, lot sure. of really good stuff over there. So, and now we go over to AEW and AEW Dynamite. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, there's a lot to get into with AEW. Is of course you have. <clears throat> Their big show in uh, in Wembley Stadium in the UK. You have mm-hmm. uh, Double or Nothing that's coming up. I want to say in about uh, about what, a little over a month. I want to say somewhere around there, maybe. I can't remember the exact date. I, yeah, I thought it was like earlier in exact, May, so, I but say, I'm not I sure. I want to say it's like the middle to the end of May, somewhere around there. Okay. So probably about a month, maybe a little over a month until Double or Nothing. Um, as you know, so Tony Khan is trying to do the best he can uh, to really you know try to build up these. Uh, these feuds and build up these stars as best as he can. Is he doing a good job? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get our takes into that in just a second, but, uh, but without further ado, guys, let's get straight into the show, uh, which is AEW dynamite. You ready to do this, Brian? Shall we do this? Yes, sir. Let's yes, get sir. into it. So AEW dynamite, this was April 19th, 2023 live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Our number one starts off with jungle boy, Jack Perry. He hits the ring. His music hits. And then before he says anything else, Sammy Guevara's music hits. And then Darby Allen is pretty much three out of the four pillars, right? The four pillars. Now it's, well, three mm-hmm. of the pillars, which is uh, Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy. They're all out there. And they're pretty much just, you know, they're all taking jabs at one another, getting their exchanges on the microphone. You know, Darby starts first. He tells Sammy Guevara that, you know, Jericho is holding him back. And he's like, listen, you know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, the difference between me and sting and you and jericho it's like listen you know it's our ta- you know our tag team name is not the the sting appreciation society you know it's like because we have respect and appreciation for one another or something along those lines you know right. darby, we're equals yeah exactly equals exactly equals yeah. thank you brian uh so then you know darby allen then <sighs> continues you know out of all the pillars he's had to work less you know it's like everyone's had to work their tail off but you were the one that worked less because you were pretty much handed pretty much everything He's like, and he said, you're the only one here. And no, actually, I'm sorry. Then we go to Jungle Boy. Then we go to Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy gets on the microphone is pretty much everyone's pretty much getting in exchange to take jabs at one another. Uh, yeah. Jungle Boy was talking about uh, to Darby saying, listen, you know, you know, I see all these people that wear your face paint. You know, it's it, it's, you know, God forbid if they knew the person that you really were. You know, it's like, you know, because we know that you're a person that doesn't care. You know, they're, they're very disrespectful. You, you look down upon people and you don't care about anybody pretty much but yourself. Um, and he's like, he's like, he's like, the only reason why you're here is because you didn't make it as a skateboarder. Um, so this again, so everybody's taking jabs, like I said, at, at one another. Um, then he then uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, he turns his attention to Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is just chilling on the freaking ring ropes, just like just enjoying what he's hearing. He's like he's like he might as well just give him a bag of popcorn or some shit. Um, so he's uh, so he says to Sammy Guevara, you know, he's like he's the one who he respects the most. He's like, you're but you're still a scumbag piece of shit. <laughs> um, Sammy Guevara then tells Jack that he is just like MJF. He's like, you know, being handpicked. Um, he mentioned something about, you know, there was uh, one of the first few pay-per-view shows or kickoff shows or whatever that both Jungle Boy and MJF were a part of. He's like, but guess who was taken out of that? It was me and Darby Allen. 
you know, so you two, mm-hmm. he was like, you guys are just like each other. You've been, you were handpicked to be the guys of this company, right? So everyone's kind of just pointing the finger at each other. He's like, oh, you're this and you're that pretty much in a yeah. nutshell. Um, so, you know, Guevara then says some more words to Darby. He's like, he, th- he thanks Darby Allen for giving him hope. You know, he's like giving him hope, you know, winning gold, being one of the first pillars to win, to win gold in AEW. Um, you know, Jungle Boy says some more words. And then finally we get to MJF and MJF's music hits. MJF's hilarious. He starts talking in like a feminine tone. He's like, he's like, you guys stop fighting over me, man. You're making me blush. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> freaking la- MJF is just in this freaking element as freaking usual. It's no shocker to us. Um, yeah. MJF then. Okay. So then now things start to get off the rail. So, so far I'm not minding this segment at all. Now I have, I have a different honest take in regards to this entire pillars fatal four way. I guess that, cause that I'm guessing that's where they're going with this. Um, but MJF <sighs> then states, he's like, listen, I talked to Tony Khan in the back and he says, you know, in, in order to have a definitive number one contender, we're going to do a pillars tournament. That's right, guys. A, a pillars tournament. So he, yeah. he takes out a he takes out a hat of names and he's like, whoever I handpick here is gonna get a buy. And I'm like, okay. And he and and the name is Darby Allen. So Darby Allen gets a buy in this three man pillars tournament. So that means that later in the night it's gonna be Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy, and the winner of that match will face Darby, and the winner of that match will then face uh, MJF at double or nothing and that's pretty much uh pretty much the segment um brian i'll have you start this off um again i I just find it really weird how we're initiating a tournament for no for like like legit no fucking reason like you can't tell me you can't get more creative than to just spew out a tournament just to set up a fatal four-way match doesn't doesn't really make sense to me at all, but uh, but Brian, your thoughts uh, with this opening segment to start the show? Yeah, so to start, like you know, to be honest, the the three guys, um, you know, Perry, uh, Darby, and Sammy. You know, if I'm being honest, I'm not sold on any of these three guys. Honestly, I mean, I think they're all talented and good, mm-hmm. but you know, again, you talk about the pillars thing and the the face of the company and the the whatever, you know. Um, Again, they're all young. They're all talented. Again, five, ten years from now, who knows where they are? And maybe, maybe they have built themselves up to that to that status. But I don't think they're there yet. Um, so that that to begin with, kind of it just, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. It doesn't make me that invested. Um, you know, it, MJF right now is the champ because he should be the champ there, and at least for the for the moment. Um, and the, the, the promos itself, like, uh, I don't know. I didn't really like it. I I wasn't, wasn't that much of a fan of it. Um, it was kind of, yeah, just a lot of like, well, you're this and you're that, but they're all kind of saying the same thing about each other. Yeah. It was, was, yeah, it kind of got off. Yeah. It was weird. And it kind of, and it kind of just kept dragging on. Right. It's like, they're pretty much saying the same thing to each other and nothing. The delivery is subpar. I mean, let's just right. be honest from all, from all, from all three of them. And then listen, all I love all, and I listen, I like all the three, all these three men. I really do. Guevara, Darby and, and jungle boy. I really do. But this was very, very spotty. Like it was very spotty. Yeah. It was just the, again, the delivery was just weird and it just did not, just did not hit. And, and that's what I mean about, yeah. and I mentioned uh, this 
um, in the Facebook group, uh, Brian, is that, you know, instead of this four pillar stuff, because listen, and, and people, people might bash me for this, for saying this, you know, I'm probably going to mark this clip and put it on TikTok and I'm going to get destroyed <laughs> for it, but I don't give a fuck. These three are not ready to, to be in a main event title picture for a world title. They, they, they're, they're just not. I don't think so either. They're really, yeah. they're really not. I mean, listen, if you like these men, that's, that's, that's a different story, but if you're being realistic, they're, they're not, they're not ready. They're not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but, in, in a, but that doesn't mean you don't give them the time of day. You could still, you know, have them be a big part oh, yeah, of the yeah, show. Absolutely. Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, all three of them. But to, to, compete, yeah. for a, to compete for your world championship, I, I'm sorry. It just, it, it's, it's clear as day that, you know, they're, they're talking on the microphone. They're, both, they're all saying the same shit, trying to throw digs at one another. Nothing's really mm-hmm. landing. That, the only, the only li- line that I really remember was, uh, was Jungle Boy's line about, you know, <laughs> the reason why, you know, you're here is because you didn't make it as a skateboarder, which I kind of thought that was a cool <laughs> dig. But outside of that, there, w- there was really yeah. nothing. And that's why I made this pitch, Brian. Instead of this four pillars shit, I would have had that whole sting um, segment from last week. I would, mm-hmm. I would have, I would love to see Darby or Darby Allen or MJF versus Sting for that world mm-hmm. title. You know, and I and I understand people are probably yelling at me like, "Oh, Jim, why is why would you have Sting compete for a title? What what sense would that make?" Well, I'll tell you why. It does two things. Number one, right? St- I mean, Sting's not going to win the match. Right. People are going to get captivated. It's fucking sting. Right. And it's MJF. It's going right. to draw in freaking people to uh, want to watch. Right. And number two, it's not going to demi- it's not going to hurt any active wrestler who's going to take a loss to MJF anyway, because he's not going to lose this title, you know, for, for the time being, you know, moving forward. He's not losing that title regardless. So why would you yeah. have some of your main your main active talent in Sammy Guevara? Jungle Boy and Darby Allen all just take a loss in a fatal four-way match for no fucking reason. It, it does not make any sense to me at all. So it does no harm to Sting taking the loss, and it's going to do wonders for MJF continuing his freaking yeah. title reign. So uh, before we get into this next segment, Brian, your final thoughts on this opening segment and, and your thoughts about maybe potentially doing Sting versus, versus MJF, because I think it makes total sense for the reasons I just mentioned. Um, yeah, so towards the end of the segment, I mean, w- once again, MJF kind of <laughs> saves the segment yeah. as as he, as does. he does. I mean, yeah. really, that was the highlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, that was the best part of it. Um, the you know, I, I kind of assumed they were going into a, you know, he was going to say like, oh, it's a triple threat match. Not that uh, a pillars tournament is any better. Mm-hmm. Um, so Darby Allen gets. Well, like, like this is a baseball best of seven series, right? Well, the Darby Allen, you get a buy the first round. Like, what the fuck? Um, but you know, that being said, uh, the Sting thing. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, I, and I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, you know, especially with any of the three young guys losing. Um, because yeah, I mean that that would be as I think Sting has even said that this is probably his last year wrestling. Yeah. Um, so to see him in like a main event spot so, one more so time. So why not? Sure. He's not, and yeah. again, he's not going to win, right? He's not going to win the right. title. Yeah. And it's going to, yeah, it's he, he can't do, win. It, right. It, it's you're better off doing that than having, than, than like, so jungle boy, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara lose this fatal four way match. Okay. Then what? Like what's like, what, what, what sense? What, like, would that make like you have sting who's hardly he's not even part-time probably i mean he shows Mm -hmm. up on dynamite but he's not he's not really wrestling anymore 
But I mean, if you can really yeah. make the feud interesting, it's already going to draw eyeballs. I mean, MJF Sting, that's already going to draw eyeballs to fans, right? And yeah. I'm sure the match is going to be fine. It's not going to be like, you know, and then you have those these fans where, you know, they just love their There's fans. not going to be any flips in it? Right, there's not going to be flips. <laughs> there's not going to be acrobatic bullshit, right? No, God forbid. Sting's not going to walk the ropes? Right. God, God damn for, it. Yeah, God forbid if Sting doesn't do that shit, right? But, yeah. but again, you know, it, it's going to be, it, it's going to do more, it's going to do less harm to, to all three of these men not being in the match. Because again, they're not going to yeah. win because MJF is not losing this title, at least for the time being. He's not losing this title, nor should he. Yeah, right? I agree. So that's, so that's I, I, unfortunately, be... I think what they're booking though, or at least, I mean, granted, maybe it changes, you know, we have seen a little improvement here, yeah. but the way I see this going is like each guy is going to, you know, Whoever comes out winning this this match and gets yeah. the first shot, like they'll have that match, and then it'll be yeah, the number two guy, and that that's how it's going to exactly, go. Like yeah, it'll be I mean, all this three is of still them. Still going to lead to a fatal four way. I mean, I think we're I think we're all smart <laughs> enough to realize that this is still going to lead to a fatal four way. So that's what I mean. Like, there's no yeah. way that this is the best that AEW can come up with to lead us to a fatal four way match to have a tournament. Like, I can't stand fucking tournaments. We make up all these stu- stupid fucking tournaments. To, to, to build it's a lazy way to build up a feud brian because they and isn't it even really a tournament because ultimately you're, what, it's just two matches it's a like three, it's you, a you had turn, i don't know man it's so it's, weird it's two matches it's, it's two, two legit matches two matches yeah I, I just <laughs> yeah. makes absolutely and that's the thing even even if a tournament right. or not it, it makes absolutely no sense and it and it does it just does nothing to get anybody excited at all uh, at least about this yeah. four-way match which we assume that's going to happen but uh, but we'll see. And like I said, we'll talk more, of course, about this as that match between Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy will be the main event later in the night. Up next, we have Jamie Hayter, your AEW Women's Champion, and Britt Baker, Dr. DMD, hometown, also in her hometown of Pittsburgh, by the way, uh, versus, yep. versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm of the Outcasts. Uh, match time was under 10 minutes. Uh, Ruby Soho, Tony Storm. Uh, attack both ladies at the ramp. By the way, uh, Britt Baker gets a nice pop from, of course, her hometown in Pittsburgh. She gets a nice little, you know, nice little pop there. Not a major pop, but a nice little pop from the crowd. Um, you know, so Soraya gets involved with the AEW title belt. It looks like she hit it over the head of uh, of Britt uh, while the referee is distracted. Um, however, Britt uh, gains the upper hand. She wins the match via a stomp and the lockjaw submission to Ruby Soho, and that's it. That that is your that is your match. So, uh, um, so here's the thing, right? And, and and this is not the last time we see Soraya or the rest of the Outcast in the show, or, or yep. Britt Baker for that matter. Here's yeah. what I yeah. don't I I don't get, Brian. I I it's just why. So, the Outcast just formed like what? N- not even a couple weeks ago. Three three weeks three, three ago. Three a month weeks ago. ago. A month ago. And here they are taking they're, they're taking a, a a tag team loss clean by the way um yeah. for, for, for the most part right so i just i don't understand so, and, and like this feud is between pretty much all five of these ladies so where do you go from here you had this tag match with 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 i mean uh, so what are we going to insert another woman and make it a six woman tag at, at like what, yeah, what, right. what like what the fuck are, are we doing and where are we going with this um, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I understand Jamie Hayter. She's your women's champion. She shouldn't be losing. Okay, well, neither can the outcast. So, again, just don't have the match. This match to me was not needed. 
I understand, yeah. you know, Britt Baker, it's her hometown. You want to put her on the card and have a match. But again, there's so many different ways you can insert Britt on this show that doesn't involve a match with another team that just fucking formed that can't afford to lose. It does. It just doesn't make any sense. And, I, and, and I'm going to get more into this when we get into the second hour of the show, because, again, this is not the last time we see the outcast or Britt Baker. But um, with mm-hmm. all that, with all that being said, Brian, your, your thoughts on this uh, this women's tag match. Well, let me let me start first. by I, I hope I, I, I won't go down a, down a rabbit hole here, but I got a reference. Um, so I, I listen to the Dax Hardwood Wood podcast a lot. And shout out to Dax Hardwood. Shout out to Hardwood. Dax. I always want to say Hardwood. Um, but Harwood, um, and I think he's actually, I guess since they're coming back, you know, they're under contract now, he's going to be stepping away from that. But um, it was one of his uh, podcasts a couple, maybe two weeks ago, um, where it was like the state of professional wrestling overall, like all companies, whatever. And I don't know, him and I just, if I think of professional wrestling, the way he describes it and and whatever, like that's, that's, I'm on the same wavelength as him. Like, that's what I think professional wrestling should be. Um, and granted, nothing necessarily is wrong or whatever. It's different eras, different times, different whatever. But when it comes down to, like, storytelling, and, um, you know, he references, uh, I guess, Bret Hart made some comments here recently, which I 100% agree with, if, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, again, about the state of wrestling and uh, just how it's, like nothing's connecting, nothing's, it's just, you know, a, a whole match is set up for sequences and spots mm-hmm. and there's no, there's no emotional connection with the performer at all. Um, and that's how I, you know, I kind of feel like with a lot of this show, a lot of these wrestlers and even in this match itself, the, the match itself was kind of, man, it, it was kind of, if you really watch the match and see how much like they're, like their their strikes and their kicks and their punches and they're they're just not hitting. They're not connecting. They're it's it's it doesn't look good. Um, and then again, there's spots where like it's all about <laughs> the offensive move sets, man. Nobody cares right. about selling. Nobody cares about in ring psychology anymore. It's 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 sad. Yeah. Right. And then when and then when when professional wrestling does do those do do those things, then fans just want to shit all over it because there's not enough freaking action. Whatever the fuck that yeah. means. Just yeah, it's right. ridiculous. Yeah, but let's so, but, yeah, but and then people are probably gonna shit on Bret Hart for saying those words. Like oh, he's not no a doubt. fucking Hall no of doubt. Famer. Like he hasn't. Like you know, it's not like he you know he knows the business or anything like that. You know, God forbid. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just it's he just probably he doesn't know shit. Like, yeah, he like just, he doesn't know shit. Like yeah, for, forget yeah. Bret Hart. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's not like he's a fucking <laughs> legend or a fucking uh, like a, a, a legit like le, like a legit veteran in this business. Like you know, forget. And that. here's he what I can say about Bret Hart, man. Like not to get off on a Bret Hart tangent I'll, I'll come back to this but like so growing up right i mean he's in my wheelhouse he was my era right brett and sean and if i'm being honest um at the time especially once sean went to you know form dx i was i was more of a sean guy just because you know it was flashy brash the fu to authority you know whatever but brett hart man throughout his fucking career like <laughs> the man didn't do anything like everything he did Every match, his character, like, you know, when he played the babyface, right? He didn't have to be the guy like Hulk Hogan was, like, eat your prayers, say your vitamins. He was a good guy and a, and a babyface because the way he presented himself. Like, he didn't have to shove it down your throat, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. He just, he was the character, and, and 
I, you, I can't even explain it. He just made you feel it. Um, so yeah, like I don't, I don't know. That's that's to me again. I disagree. That's that's what's missing in wrestling today and all, all over wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let, I'll, I'll stop that tangent. <laughs> Back to the match. Like again, there was another like a spot which we see all throughout, especially AEW shows, where like. You know, everybody's outside. Somebody's got to get up to the turnbuckle to hit a moonsault or something off the top rope. But first, oh, you know, Jamie haters are there. Well, come here, Ruby, and come here, you know, Soraya, and whatever. And you got to wait for him to set up. And it's just it looks awful. And, and Brett, oh it God. looks fucking awful. It looks like <laughs> it's it's just, again, Bret Hart made a comment like it's you're just setting up bowling see, pins to knock them down. Like, like that's that, that's all stuff it is. Stuff like that is what it, what makes the business and I I hate using this word but I'm going to use it. It's what makes the the industry fake. It, like like legit right, it right. makes it look fake as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what that's what pisses me off because I don't like using that word. I don't like I I like using mm-hmm. more the term of, you know, just, you know, predetermined. It's a predetermined type of show. I don't like using the term fake because it's not really fake to the performers because of the amount of time and effort that they do put into their Yeah, yeah, everything. absolutely. So, but but again, but doing this type of sh- type of matches, this type of shtick, it makes the business, it makes the the industry look fake and it looks bad on on the business and also to the wrestlers as a whole so and so for people let me one more quick yeah go ahead go ahead ahead, sorry no no, go ahead just one more quick story about that like the so you know like the dives through the right they'll hit the hit the ring ropes and come diving like a suicide dive through the middle rope right the suicide dive like we've seen that (laughs) right they mentioned uh again in the dax podcast they mentioned that again too like And I can't remember if he said it was the first time or maybe one of the first times, but I can actually remember this. There was a feud, um, Sting, God, I can't remember who it was. I guess it was probably Arn and Tully and Sting and somebody. Um, and, you know, there had been a feud built up and, and whatever, so they finally get to the match, and, you know, they're just ready to go at it. Sting's trying to, to get at Arn and Tully, and, like, people are holding him back, you know, whatever. And it's 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 in the moment where, like, Sting is, has has tried to get at these guys for weeks and, and whatever now, and now they have the match, and he's still trying to get at them. And then he goes and hits, like, the suicide dive, right? And that's maybe, like, one of the first times you ever really saw this in professional wrestling. But it fit the fucking story. Mm-hmm. It, it made sense in the moment, yeah. in the match, and why he did that. It wasn't just to do it, to do a fucking move. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so, yeah, that's that's... I don't know, man. That's like the biggest difference. And again, it has a place, right? We we always talk about stuff in in wrestling that has a place. But just to do stuff, just to do it. Like, here's the thing, too, with this show. How many times did we see wrestlers attack people before the bell? Like, how many times did we also see people brawl through the freaking crowd? Like, the same kind of formulaic brawl through the crowd. How many times did we see that? Is there a place for that? Absolutely there is. But to, to, to... to to be redundant and just lackluster and to see it every single week that's when fans you know they 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 turn the they've turned the freaking tv off and like okay this is just sure. the same shit that i see every week i don't need to see anything else so yeah no absolutely so everything has a place but it's done for the right reasons right it's done for a purpose like you mentioned Brian so yeah no absolutely yeah. so all right, y'all. So we get into this next segment, and like I said, we'll talk more about Britt Baker and, and the Outcasts mm-hmm. as they're uh, into this, uh, or in later into the second hour. Up next was Wardlow. Wardlow is backstage gearing up for his uh, TNT title match with Powerhouse Hobbs. 
However, he's got some backup, and that backup is Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson makes his return uh, to be in the corner of Wardlow. Uh, Arn Anderson says, everybody get ready. He's like, he's like, everybody should be ready. We're going to start playing chess. And then that's <laughs> pretty much the segment. It was a backstage segment with Renee Paquette. Um, man, <laughs> interesting. Um, look, great to see Arn Anderson. I'll, I'll, I'll say, oh, that's the first thing I want to point out. It's great to see Arn Anderson. Yeah. Uh, freaking, you know, again, I wish I was, um, <laughs> I wish I was, you know, watching this dude back back in the day you know they mentioned like the horse the horseman everything yeah I was, I was, art and tully man yeah art tully yep. Rick Flair, the whole gang right um but here's the thing brian you can tell we talked about we've talked about in the past about wardlow's booking and how atrocious it has been and you can <laughs> tell they're trying desperately to fix to fix the wrongs that they've did that they've done to this dude and now they're teaming up with Arn anderson which is I don't know. It just comes across very random. I, I don't know. Mm. It just it. I, I, that's the vibe that I got from this. Like, could it work? Absolutely, it could work. Could it be fun? No doubt. But and and then I'm gonna get more into this, especially when we get into the TNT title match uh, at the end of this first hour. But I don't know. It's just like they're trying. You can tell they're trying desperately. Like it's on the fly, right? It's like it's like oh, like how can we get Wardlow to have that to get momentum again? Like how can we get him over? Oh, let's uh, – it's like, oh, snap. Well, being by himself doesn't work. Let's put him with uh, Arn Anderson. Is Arn Anderson around? Yeah, let's put him around. Let's put him with him. When this dude – wasn't he with freaking like Lee Johnson and uh, his son uh, – what's his son's name? Uh, I think Brock or uh, something? Brock. Yeah, Brock, yeah. yeah he was, Brock he was, uh, he yeah. was uh, uh, managing them as a tag team. So – and all of a sudden out of the snap of a finger, like Arn Anderson and Wardlow are just together. Um, again, which I, I don't mind, but again, it just – Again, it was just it was done like in the snap of a finger. It was just so random to me. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, can it work? Absolutely. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, again, I'm not complaining about the tandem in that it, it's not going to work. It was just the way it was done, like in the snap of a finger. Like, oh snap! Here's Arn Anderson, and he's going to be in the corner of uh, of Wardlow. I don't know. Just again, you talk, uh, Brian. You and you just mentioned too, like the it's it's the way things are done leading up to something. Right. Mm -hmm. To me, this like yeah. what what purpose is there to have Arn Anderson and Wardlow be a team? Like, what's the story behind that? Like, what's the purpose? By you know what I'm saying? Like, again, yeah. even though I like the, the tandem and it can work, but just because I like it doesn't mean that, you know, there's not negatives that I have to call out, you know. So uh, before yeah. we get into this next segment, Brian, your thoughts about uh, Arn Anderson being back in his, uh, I guess, it seems like a tandem here or being a, the manager of, uh, of Wardlow. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm not sure if it, if, if it's going to be like a long-term tandem or if it's just because of this, uh, QT Marshall and, and powerhouse Hobbs thing. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I guess the story they, they told or tried to, you know, the reasoning behind it is, uh, you know, two years. I mean, it has nothing to do with Wardlow really, or Wardlow and Arn, but I guess two years ago, you know, you had the, or that's when QT, formed the factory and Q, you know, QT yeah. turned on Arn. And so I guess that's so the connection, that's but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's great to see Arn back. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know if this is a long-term thing or just because it was this match and QT was going to be out there and they're trying to connect that. I don't know. Um, but what's, we'll say with Wardlow, man, I, you know, I don't know. I guess AEW fans are <laughs> really a different breed, but, uh, 
to me, man, they're they're running the risk of of kind of doing the same thing that WWE did to Roman Reigns, you know, a few years back, you know, before you just trying to, you know, for years and years and years trying to 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 put him over as a baby, like force him, you know, he's a babyface, he's a champ, he's the babyface. It's face. funny, and, it's funny you mention that. The first thing that comes to mind when he won the Rumble, and The Rock came out, and this dude, it was in Philadelphia oh, yeah. crowd. And this and, yep. and, and the Rock and and they the Rock was taken aback like that was real like Rock was like holy tried shit to get this dude over by having the Rock come out raise his yep. hand and he still couldn't freaking get over like you could see the Rock's <laughs> right. face he's like oh shit well that didn't freaking like, work oh, fuck. like even, like I'm here they still don't <laughs> right, like exactly they still don't freaking <laughs> right. like this dude like man like this yeah this did not work the way I the way we planned it yeah. out like yeah so no absolutely so, and now they're you're kind of doing the same with. With Wardlow because they know that, yeah. and it's not that Wardlow is not, you know, he doesn't have his fans and everything like that. It's just yeah. they have ruined this dude. Yeah, since like back when he was doing the stuff with MJF, like that, the stuff the with MJF, MJF was good. He has been like he has been booked yep. like shit. And, Absolutely, like, and, and he's been messing around with this TNT title. He says like, oh, before I go for the world title, I'm gonna go after the the TNT title. And legit, like a year plus later, he's still going after this motherfucker. It's just and he's like, one of three. That, that's the thing. Like with this whole, uh, <laughs> what the fuck uh, over a, uh, a TV title, a TV yeah. mid card title. It's just like that, that. That's not prestigious at all. That's you know. I was gonna say I'll save it for the match because yeah, yeah it's just like what the fuck. Yeah, man? I'm gonna like, I'm gonna save it for break. the match as well because there's a lot to talk about, yeah. especially with the match itself, of course. So. Um, up next, uh, we have the elites, uh, which is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They hit the ring. They call out the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, so it's like, you know, just straight from the jump. You know, it's like uh, Kenny Omega said something along the lines of like, listen, you know, we had we had all the amount of respect for the Blackpool Combat Club as wrestlers. But now it's this is a different story. It's personal. You attacked like mm-hmm. pretty much family, which was in Don Callis. You know, you attacked our. I think he called him like what did he call him? He called him. Uh, he called him his like uncle, his uncle or something like that. Like you know, that's family. Yeah. Like you attacked now. Now it's personal, and now you know we don't want to just be. We know we want to hurt you. You know, and or pretty much something along those lines. So they just call him out straight right. up. It's like you know we don't want to waste any more time. Like enough talking, BCC. Like get your asses out here. Uh, Brian Danielson then interrupts on the Titan Tron. He says some words, you know, kind of emphasizing the word amateurs <laughs> in his promo yeah. as well. The Blackpool Combat Club, uh, you know, Claudio, Mox, and Yuta, they attack the elite from behind. And now all six men are just brawling onto the outside through the crowd. Wheeler Yuta, you know, in the ring, he's attacking Matt Jackson, that injured uh, shoulder or bicep. You know, Matt Jackson was in a sling, and now he's targeting that that injured that injured shoulder or bicep in the ring, you know, Blackpool Combat Club, they're gaining the upper hand. And now it's like a pretty much a four on one situation. Now is Danielson's walking down the ramp with microphone in hand. Kenny Omega's pretty much being pinned. He's got, it's like a kind of like a mugging, like a four on one mugging. Don Callis then appears. He, he runs down the ramp with a chair. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so he runs down the ramp and then he kind of hesitates. And I guess he kind of just, Walks to the back. I don't remember too much about that, but he, I think he just walks back to the ramp. He just kind of surveyed the situation. and was like, yeah. fuck, I can't really do yeah, anything. Like, and yeah, then he runs to the really back. can't really do anything. Yeah, he's like, he has the chair, <laughs> but he's just like, well, shoot. I, the odds are still not in my favor, even though I'm a manager. I'm not a yeah. wrestler. So he kind of is like, okay, let me think twice about this before I do anything stupid. Um, and then, yeah, so I think uh, – so Danielson, I think he held up his uh, – the screwdriver or something like that, the same – weapon that he used to take out hangman adam page 
and then uh, take a shit up. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, freaking uh, Takeshka, right? Take again, blame MJF, not me, guys. Uh, Takeshka <laughs> comes to the aid um, of Omega as now the elites, you know, Takeshka and Omega are getting are gaining the upper hand. The Blackpool Combat Club retreat. You know, Omega, Takeshka, the Bucks, they all stand tall um, again as the Blackpool Combat Club retreats the back, and that is the segment. Uh, Brian, I'll have you start this off, man. Your thoughts on this entire segment between the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite and Takeshka? Um, so uh, right now, I'm I'm slightly above lukewarm on it. Um, like I, I do like the fact that they're you know it's a story they're trying to develop here, which I like. Um, you know, all, all everybody involved. You know, I I'm fans of everybody involved. Um, again, it's just been a matter of booking. So. Again, I like the, the storytelling aspect of it. You know, I am surprised. Like, because when, when uh, Callis ran back, like, I knew he was going to get somebody. I figured it was going to be hang, Hangman. And then, I was, you know, that I was just like, fuck. But, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to say Takeshita. I'm Because I'm, right now, so I want to see where this goes. Because I'm actually, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. they're bringing out this dude. Um, and there's a story there between him and Danielson already that you can go down as why you know, why he came out to to stop him, right? Because, I mean, his first match, you know, they, they told the story about how much respect and blah, blah, blah. And so, again, there's a story there that you can develop. You know, he's coming out. Um, although I don't know how, for the elite, it, I don't know when we're going to get this match, and therefore I don't know who the four members of the elite will be because I'm assuming Matt Jackson, Matt, Matt Jackson can't really wrestle right now. I mean, maybe he can go out there for a segment or something like that, but he can't. He can't put on a match. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, unless so, in get, which case, you would still push, need a fourth guy. Unless they push this to like, I don't know, to like to to, to Wembley Stadium in August. Maybe? That's a, I, right. I mean, I mean, I think what is we're in April, May, June. I mean, maybe that's maybe. a little too long for to get the the first match yeah. between them. Because because that, that's the only so thing that comes to mind. But yeah, no, no, you're not you're not wrong because because again, if you're gonna insert Matt Jackson into this, um, especially whatever match they have, whether it's I don't know like a stadium stampede or uh, yeah. what was another match that they, uh, that they had a- anarchy in the arena or something like uh, that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, um, so maybe they want to do that, but here's another thing that I thought of uh, Brian, before I get back to you, before we get into this, uh, this TNT title match. And there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> that. Um, right. The one that here's the thing with Takeshka, right? I know I joke about Takeshka. I make fun of oh, sure. him and everything, but and really, it's because of MJ. I mean, it's like, because of, MJ, yeah, it's because, it's of, because MJ, of MJF. Listen, listen Takeshka, he's a good wrestler. He, listen, Takeshka's a good wrestler, yes, but, like, that's pretty much all he is, right? But here's the thing that I would get really interested in Takeshka, right? Because here's the thing, and, and, and I don't know, maybe people have a different perspective about this whole entire situation. To me, I can kind of see Don Callis being the guy to turn on Omega and the Bucks and the Elite and join the Blackpool Combat Club. That's a that's a really interesting way you can go. Yeah. And you can have Takeshka sure. yep. be a part of the Blackpool Combat Club. I think that's a tremendous fit for him. Because here's the thing, like that, why would why would Takeshka be in why would Tesh, Takeshka all of a sudden just out of the blue just yeah, insert right? himself into the situation, mm-hmm. right? So that's what you got to think like cuz is Don Callis you know, planning all of this. Is he planning for the right time to, to turn on Omega and the Bucks and to be side by yeah. side with 
with the Blackpool Combat Club. And that's why, Brian, maybe you, you – there, there's a way you can push this maybe to Wembley in August or, or some other event, right? Whether it's maybe uh, – or Blood and Guts or something like that, right, that involves yeah. Takeshka, Brian Danielson, um, John Moxley, Claudio, and uh, Wheeler Yuta. And then you have the Bucks, right, both the Bucks, um, Omega – Hangman Adam Page and maybe one other person that has to be added into it. Um, so, yeah. but I, to me, like that's sure that's absolutely. And, and who yeah, knows? I mean, like, be, I mean, like, we'll, yep. we'll let this play out and see where it goes. But I mean, if I were booking this and to really make this interesting, I, I would, I would love to see them go that down that route because it makes sense for why Takeshka is in this situation, and you can kind of tell, like with Don Callis. I mean, like I don't know, like, like there's. I mean, of course, like, you know, he got that whole injury to his head and he had to be taken off of television, unfortunately, because of that. Uh, but before that, like, you know, he was there was seeds kind of planting of like Don Callis trying to separate the Bucks yeah. from Omega and maybe just wanting to tear right. apart the elite as a whole. Right. So yep. and, and now, you know, and yeah, maybe absolutely. Don Callis's agenda is like, you know, what? in order for me to completely get rid of the elite, I have to also. Uh, turn on Kenny Omega as well. So maybe they, you can go that route. And to me, for Takeshka, if you're going to insert him in this situation, to me, he's better off with the Black the Blackpool Combat Club than with the Elite. To be quite honest with you, and I think yeah, that that would be a better like, fit like, for like, sure. Think about it: Wheeler, Yuta, Takeshka, yeah. and, and then you have also at the at, at the helm you have Danielson and Mox with with, yep. with Don Callis. Like, dude, that's pretty that's pretty badass. Uh, if you yeah, really think sure. about it, and that'll take the black. I mean, the Blackpool Combat Club so far has been booked pretty solid. I mean, now you add Takeshka yeah. and Callis and really form a really like deep faction here. That would be really that, yeah. That that, would that'd be, be pretty badass, man. That would be fun yep. if you do it correctly. For sure. So, uh, but yeah, Brian, uh, your your final thoughts on, on this segment and your thoughts about what I just mentioned about Takeshka. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a, a avenue they could go down, and uh, for sure that it. it if it's a storyline they could build, um, you know, now that, that we've seen Takeshita in, in a few matches, you know, and, and see kind of what, what he's capable of, like, yeah, now I kind of want to see him involved in, like, storylines and storytelling. So, yeah, um, and, and given his style of wrestling and maybe, yeah, you know, fits. obviously the tie to Danielson, right, it fits. It fits his style Absolutely. Of, 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 of wrestling and it fits his character. Like, yep. same with Wheeler, Yuta, and Claudio. They're not the best talkers, right? They're more about their in-ring. And I, listen, I, Takeshka is solid. I mean, we saw his matches with yeah. with uh, with MJF. You know, he's not, like, too heavy on the flips. You know, I wouldn't consider him, like, a gymnast, right? He's actually a good, no. he's actually a good, a good technical wrestler. He is. And that yeah. fits the style of Blackpool Combat Club. To me, it just makes more sense than with the yep. elite. Um, and to me, he just needs something. He, he just needs something added to that to, to that persona, yeah. you know. So I think that the Blackpool yep. Combat Club works perfectly with that. Uh, with that, but we'll see. You know, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll let this play out. Uh, there's definitely different ways that you can go with this situation. So we'll see what happens. And of course, it also depends on Matt Jackson and his his injury as well yeah. to see to see what what they do with this. But um, there's, there's ways that you can go, Brian, that can make this, that can make yeah. this work. Does Tony Khan deliver? Does he, <laughs> does he, does he follow through with it? I mean, well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I have no faith in it, but we're going to find out. So, and up next we have the TNT championship match. This was Wardlow versus powerhouse Hobbs. 
Match time in length was nine minutes total. QT Marshall, of course, is at ringside alongside with Arn, uh, with Arn Anderson in the corner of Wardlow. Guys, before the break, right? So before, I think they went to commercial break or in picture in picture. Guys, like I I'm not bullshitting. Both men are brawling through the crowd, right? They're, they're brawling through the crowd. And the referee is, is, is following them like it's a false count anywhere match. A am I missing something here? Like, was this advertised as a false count anywhere or something or a no DQ? A am I missing <laughs> nope. something here? But because clearly it's not right. So shouldn't the referee being in should again, just again, maybe I'm using too much common sense and logic. Shouldn't the referee be counting in the ring? Because it's not it's not a false count anywhere. If it's a false count anywhere match, then OK, fine. But they're brawling through the crowd and they're in they're well over the 10 count and they're just freaking brawling. And they, they made an excuse like, oh, well, the referee doesn't want to see this. doesn't want to see this end in a count out. Doesn't fucking matter. Well, the referee doesn't. <laughs> the referee do doesn't fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God, the bullshit that I don't know if that's Tony yeah. Khan like, in the ear of commentary trying to. Spew yeah, a bunch I don't of bullshit. know. But who the fuck are we fooling here? Like it makes yeah. no sense. Like here's the thing. Do you think he does a Vince McMahon thing? Do you think he's in their ear? Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet they. I bet he is. You think so? <laughs> Either him, like maybe not as like the way. Because I mean, listen, Vince McMahon and, and Tony Khan are completely two different people. Like personality yeah, wise, sure. I'm sure he's talking to them in a certain like. I'm sure like Vince McMahon is screaming like in in like Michael Cole's ear. Like he's like tell him tell him about tell to tell him about Seth Rollins and <laughs> like in that deep fucking voice or whatever. Uh, yeah. It's like. Whereas talk, Tony's talk like, some oh, shit about the Dominic. Tell him how much you hate him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and then I'm sure you know Tony Khan. Yeah, but there's no doubt Tony Khan. Yeah, he has to be, right? He has to yeah. be because he's he's pretty much the one. I mean, he's I mean, he's he's the dude, right? He's he's the head of the <laughs> no pun yeah. intended, the head of the freaking table, right? Um, so I mean, he's got to be, um, unless sure. there's someone else beside him. I mean, but I mean, being you know legit the 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 head of AEW, he has to be so. Um, but yeah, it just makes no sense. The refereeing in AEW fucking blows. I mean, they, this company makes AEW referees look like schmucks because all these wrestlers do is just walk all over them. That that's what it comes across of because they're not doing their job. They just allow tag team wrestling is a completely, is, is, is a, is a, is a great example. Everybody's just in the middle of the ring, like it's a tornado tag, mm. and they're just brawling. They're exchanging blows at one another. Every there's no non-legal competitor, and the referee just sits there like, oh, "Well, shit. I guess I got, <laughs> like, I guess I'm just gonna let them brawl. Like, oh, just okay, cool. Just just looking around, right? It just, yeah. oh my god, is it a pain? The like, honest to god, you know, it's it just makes you know, it's like again, Brian. I go back to your comment about about Bret Hart and and and, and his comments about wrestling. There's no connection because even professional wrestling rules 101 is thrown out the window. So yeah. what makes sense, right? So right there from the jump, I'm already getting this, this, this match is already turning me off. I'm like, I, like, okay, come on now. Like at some point you got to start getting in the fucking ring and start counting, dude. Um, but yeah, so that happens. We go back to commercial or come back from commercial QT Marshall gets involved. He attacks Wardlow. Um, while the referee is distracted with Arn Anderson, there was some other chick that was beside. Uh, yeah, I don't beside, know who that was. <laughs> beside, uh, <laughs> but beside QT, with I guess QT it, was part of, yeah. it was a part of this. Um, they, they've been doing like these QTV. It's kind of like a knockoff of like TMZ or whatever. I guess she's like a part of that oh. or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know her name, and nor do I give a shit about knowing her name. 
Uh, but they're they're distracted because you know her and Arn Anderson were getting involved on the apron, and then uh, allowed QT Marshall to attack Wardlow. Um, QT then enters the ring. He's like arguing with the referee. Arn Anderson gets into the ring, and then he pulls out his Glock. <laughs> he pulls out his Glock. On freaking, uh, if you guys remember the promo, and, and this is why I yeah. kinda, I laughed in the moment because if you guys remember the promo when Cody Rhodes was still in AEW, you know, talked about you know you know talked about like you know if someone were to come up to me or whatever, it was I think it was a feud involving uh, uh what was it? it was I, so I can't remember who it was ago. now. But Cody Rhodes, it was I think it was just like you know. The whole segment was about, you know, like Cody Rhodes, like, oh, like, you know, Hollywood or like the fame has kind of gotten to his head and he's not the same Cody Rhodes that grinded his way up to the top or something like that. And he referenced like, yeah. you know, referenced a Glock and he pulls out a Glock and that just became a meme all over the wrestling world. And now he does <laughs> yeah. the same thing to QT and like QT's like dev like terrified. He rolls out of the ring and Penta and Penta is on the apron and he's just inserted into this into yeah. this fucking match or into this segment or whatever. It ma makes no freaking sense. I think because like he had a match with Will Hobbs uh, in a, in an open challenge on rampage. And, and now, cause yeah. I think, cause I think Ray Phoenix is hurt. So I guess, but, gotcha. but still, I, I don't understand why you're just throwing random people out in this match and expecting us to, to connect dots. Does it yeah. make any sense? It's just like, uh, it's just so fucking weird. So Penta is just out there, just I don't know, just to get some to get some TV shine, uh, I, I guess, or something like that. Um, so that's yeah. So QT gets pretty much dropped, or well, he gets dropped by Arn Anderson with a DDT. With the DDT, uh, so QT yeah. is out of the equation. And then yeah, guys. So Wardlow sets up his uh, his power bomb symphony. I think he hit a total of three power bombs onto Ward or onto Powerhouse Hobbs. And guys, I shit you not. Wardlow is your new TNT champion. And once again, the TNT title has changed hands, and Wardlow is a three-time TNT champion. Yay! <laughs> Give it up for Wardlow! Yay! Holy fucking Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. And once again, guys, this TNT title, I shit you not, has changed hands once again as Hobbs held that title guys legit this is a legit fact now from the day he won it which was March 8th all the way up till last night total of 41 days 41 days that solid is a, that's a solid TNT run in AEW for, for, I guess for their standards <laughs> I guess it is I guess anything more than 30 right. days is like it's a solid title right oh my <laughs> fucking god this this is like Brian. I have no more words because we've we've said countless times uh, yeah. about this about this TNT title situation and how much of a joke it is. How it's just this 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 title. I mean, oh my god, the, the amount of title change and it's it involves the same people. May I add, it's involves, yes, the it's same involved. people, the same Hobbs, fucking people. Samoa Joe was a part, of, and it's Wardlow. And we're just and Darby and, Allen and, and Darby it, Allen was, was in that exchange as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, right. guys, what the fuck are we doing? What, what 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 are we doing? I, I understand <laughs> it's a TV title. You want to put the matches on TV, but here's the thing: it's this this title has also been defended on pay per views. So I also don't get that excuse. Well, oh, it's a TV t 
it's a TV title, so it must be defended on the TNT, uh, you know, channel or whatever. Well, and that's fine. Like, defend it. Just create fucking storylines and have somebody have it for fucking three thank months. Thank you. Just like. give a shit about the title reign, bro. I yeah. mean, we continue to do, to do this vicious cycle of different champions. It's like, bro, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, shoot. This we might have the same amount of title reigns that Charlotte Flair is going to have in the next two fucking years. I, I mean, seriously, yeah, yeah laugh it up. No shit, no shit. I, I mean, holy shit, it's just like seventeen-time TNT champion. Oh my god, man! <laughs> I, I don't know what else. Uh, I don't know what else to say, dude. This is ridi- uh, yeah, this is I'll... ridiculous. I don't understand. I have... And here's the thing, too, right? So let's say if Arn Anderson and Wardlow are now this pairing, right? So right just, you know, right from the jump, before we can even get like this, you know, you can make us give a shit about Arn Anderson and Wardlow together, you know, instead of building that, that connection, Wardlow already has the title alongside Ooh. with Arn Anderson. So what, what the, again, do Pete, do, 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 do <laughs> Am I the one that's just baffled here? I, I don't understand. So right from the jump, so Aaron Anderson is like freaking, I don't know, he's like freaking Houdini. He can freaking like magically just give the title back to Wardlow because he's in his fucking corner. I don't understand. Yeah. And what does this do for Hobbs? What the fuck does this do for Hobbs? Like somebody tell me. what? Where does he go yeah. from here? You have a pay-per-view called Double or Nothing. You have a show called All In. That's going to be in the fucking UK, for God's sakes, in Wembley Stadium. Why are you wasting a title match in the middle of fucking dynamite to get a cheap pop in the raining? And that's what yeah. I can't stand, Brian, too, about wrestling today. Wrestling today is nothing about about cheap pop in television ratings. That's all it is. Forget about leading it, the title matches to a pay-per-view. We got to have it in the middle of the, sh- the weekly show because – it's all about the it's all about the rating because we are too fucking lazy and we don't have a creative bone in our fucking body to tell that fucking story going to the fucking pay per view. God yeah. damn it, Brian! Your thoughts. It even man. speaks to the well. Yeah, I'll, I'll just skip that. Let me get to the match. Like, yeah, I didn't give two shits about this match. We've seen it. Oh my! You know, God. for the upteenth time, it's the same people. Same people. Okay, now you got QT Marshall and Arn Anderson in there. Great. You know, it's like, Wardlow's champion again. It's like, poli- and, and then... it's like polishing a turd. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then you know what? At the look at the end of the match, uh, you know, Christian Cage comes out there with Luchasaurus. Yes. Um, which at yes. least it's a fucking new guy uh, but... introduced into this picture. But here's the thing: like, you got the pay per view coming up, right? <laughs> if if you want to make this title legit, you got to keep it on Wardlow for a, a fucking bit. Right, just give me three months. But here's what I think: what's going to happen? Like, there, it's either going to be at the pay per view, Luchasaurus is going to win. So then you have a title run with Wardlow here for a month or so. Either that, or they're going to have a triple threat between Hobbs, Luchasaurus, and 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 Wardlow. And that's the pickle that they're in. Like, why the fuck is Luchasaurus now involved in it? Like, so I mean, clearly that's where they're going with this. It's going to be Wardlow and Luchasaurus for the time. Wardlow, Luchasaurus just came back. So, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't it make sense to build this motherfucker leading to a title feud when he just, we haven't seen this dude in what it's been God knows how long? 
and you're gonna put them in yeah. a you're gonna put them in a in a title match in what a double or nothing, or or freaking Wembley <laughs> State like what the fuck and like what again who is gonna lose here like who who freaking yeah. loses Warlow just won the freaking title but I guess it's the TNT title now so who it's just the new normal so who gives a fuck <laughs> I, I right. mean it's it's the 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 booking of this title and this mid card division sucks it is yeah God it's horrible awful and it and it, it it pisses me off because at this point like they're, they're just like they're just saying f it it's clearly they're just saying f it like let's just continue to, let's continue to have this be a vicious cycle where every freaking month or month and a half if if lucky like enough I, the title the title's just gonna change hands and we're just gonna continue this vicious cycle and, and it's and i just nothing, can't understand the mindset of somebody who's like I take both either. of the guys wardlow or or powerhouse hobbs right so Tony Cobb's back there. He's got the, okay. We're gonna we're gonna put the title on Hobbs. Hobbs Hobbs is going over. Okay, but then you only give him three weeks, and then you're like, ah, fuck it. Let's let's give it to Wardlow, and then he gets it. Eh, but it's only three weeks. It's like fucking like just make up your mind. Have somebody have the title for just have it for have it for the fucking summer through the summer. Can you do that? Just book. Book somebody to hold the title through the summer and build a couple storylines and a couple God feuds. Forbid, like God for fuck. fucking bid, they do that shit, man. <laughs> oh my God, it's just like everything about this just makes no sense. The match itself, yeah. The outcome of this match, the post-match, now putting Luchasaurus in line for a title picture when neither one of these dudes can freaking lose because one just came back and one just won the fucking title. So again, <laughs> make it make sense, bro. Yeah. It's just like again, like. Or it, no, it'll be a triple threat, but Hobbs is going to win it back. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, man. It, I, like, I'm laughing, but like I can legit see it happening, which is like yeah, it's, no it's shit. Sad yeah, absolutely. Is. Right. Oh my god, man! It's 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 a disgrace, and and this is why, guys, and this is why. We're hearing rumors about. <laughs> we're, we're hearing rumors about. I'll, I'll get to your. I'll get to your. Uh, your, your thoughts yeah, in a yeah. second, Brian. But this is why you're hearing thoughts about, or rumors, I should say, Tony Khan bringing back people like CM Punk, and there's people like bringing back like Goldberg about bringing names into the company because, again, we talked oh, about selling Goldberg. out, selling Wembley Stadium uh, out in, in August. Do you really yeah. think with this roster and the way that they're booked that they're gonna freaking come more close to even selling out half of that? Not right arena? now. Hell freaking no. That's what they, they – and now you're hearing these rumors about Punk coming back. Tony – I mean if that's the case, then Tony Khan is desperate as fuck because he knows yeah. that he's, he's fucked up and he knows that the only saving grace, which it's not even – it's going to – I don't even anymore. think it's a saving grace it's, That's anymore. the thing. It's not. Like, it's not going right. to be. But, it, but it's, just, it's like a – but it's again, it's desperate. It's, a it's the best you can do. Yeah, right. For Tony Khan yeah. to bring in CM Punk, okay, maybe we could sell out a few hundred thousand <clears throat> tickets because CM Punk is now back in in, in the in, in the company, right? And maybe yeah. and then in the talks about fucking Goldberg. You know, there's talks about Goldberg. You know, coming and which is like, oh, that's just the that, that that's a different story. Dude, Goldberg in that fucking locker room, <laughs> ain't no way that's fucking working, dude. Like, you want to talk about beef with CM Punk? Holy shit, man! Like, God, God man. that that would be. But here's the thing. In that case, I, I, I would, like, uh, because Goldberg just, I don't know. Goldberg Goldberg believes his own fucking height way too much. Oh, my God. Um, so, 
Uh, that would almost be comical to see Goldberg in that locker room trying to, yeah, uh, that would <laughs> be a fucking yeah. disaster. And again, I hear these freaking, these, these comments about a great show. Like, what is great about this? Like, and here's the thing, too. It's just like, and, he, and here's another thing I want to mention before I, I get into this second hour here. Anytime that we disagree with something nowadays, right? Oh, I don't like this because of this. We have a, a, a discussion, like a, a, a two, like a, a deep discussion about what is not working, right? And fans mm -hmm. will interpret that as us like crying, like, oh, you're crying because you're not getting your way. Who the fuck is crying? Like, who is complaining? <laughs> we're, 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 we're discussing the actual negatives and the actual blunders of this show because it's not working. And the facts and the numbers prove that. And it's proven right. with the rumors about CM Punk coming back because, again, he's he's some. I mean, he's really not that he's not that big of a draw anymore. Let's be honest. But it's the only really saving grace for Tony Khan to sell any amount of tickets for Frick for Wembley yep. Stadium or Double or Nothing. Well, I don't think he's going to come back by Double or Nothing, but probably by by uh, by the time they get to Wembley Stadium in August, Double, I'm sure yeah, he'll be back. Right. I think there's going to be a show sometime in june that's going to be in chicago so maybe chicago, that, that's going to be yeah. that's probably going to be the place where if if cm punk does return uh, that that's going to be probably the the time and place where he does but yeah. but it, it's 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 the proof is in the pudding so again who the fuck is crying nobody's crying that nobody got their way we're legit being honest and and we're dissecting this and saying that this is wrong because it's professional wrestling one on one, 101 to know that you should not have a title reign that lasts no, not even more than a fucking month. It's just. It, well, it's not. I mean, it's been show. like if it's just one, you know, if it was just some random shit to, to, to get somebody, the belt on somebody else, fine. But that, it's, that just seems like their game plan with the TNT title. Like, exactly. yeah, every 45 days, every 45 days, every we, somebody. 45 days. Or actually, it's not even somebody new. It's just. Will Hobbs, Wardlow, Will Hobbs, Wardlow, maybe Samoa Joe here, Darby, Darby a few Allen. months ago. Yeah, back to Wardlow, then Powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah, it's, it's a vicious. And that's what I was gonna say. Like after, so Darby, you know, uh, maybe goes on to fight MJF. I don't expect him to win. Mm -hmm. I so yeah, two months from now, like he's gonna be right back in this fucking TNT picture too. I guarantee it. Oh no, absolutely, a absolutely. Again, we can go on. I hope. Well, I won't say guarantee. Hopefully no, now would, he's moved on and to China, but yeah, because I don't <laughs> see him winning. And then anything that this company yep. does, it wouldn't shock me anymore. But, uh, but yeah, man. In, in a nutshell, again, this 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 entire TNT title situation is a mess. It, it's been a mess for a long time, and it continues to just be a complete clusterfuck. In, in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, to start our number two, we're backstage. It's MJF. He offers Sammy Guevara. A guaranteed spot in the main event of Double or Nothing with a blank check. He hands it to Sammy Guevara. He says, you write down your price, whatever price you want. And he's like, listen, I'll help you get to the main event of Double or Nothing. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I got your back for your match. Pretty much in a nutshell um, with Jungle Boy later in the night. Here's a check. Write whatever check you want. That's my, that's my olive branch or whatever. Um, and then freaking Sammy Guevara writes down the number. MJF's got his back turned. And then he turns, and then uh, Sammy Guevara hands him the check, and and like and Jeff is shook, like whoa there, buddy, like that's your <laughs> that's your price tag right there. And then and, and Sammy Guevara's like, yep, that's my price. And he's like, all right, you got yourself a deal. And then like Sammy Guevara's like, listen, hey, friends don't shake hands, man. They hug, and they go into a big freaking hug um, on camera as that ends the freaking segment. So 
Um, <laughs> here, here's what I'll say. I mean, this, I mean, clearly this isn't, I mean, we've seen how many times though, have we seen MJF do this type of stuff where he, you know, cause he's rich as fuck. Right. And he offers a shit ton of money to help, you know, to help him get his way um, in order to help him defend that title, you know, you know, in any form or fashion. Right. Um, but again, I, I just I go back to the whole situation about this, this fatal four way match in general. I don't think this should be even a thing because MJF is not losing that title. We all know that. We all know that MJF is not losing this right. title. So why does all three of these men need to be out there in this match? Um, again, the segment was was fine. <laughs> I thought it was funny. You know, I think it's I think it's funny because you know Sammy Guevara and MJF for the most part in their AEW careers, you know, like you know, storytelling wise, don't really like each other. Um, so, but oh. it's funny. You know, Sammy Guevara is like, oh, he gets this nice check, and now he's just best friends with MJF. I think it's kind of funny. But but still, but but in all seriousness. Like this, this fatal four way match. It's, it's. I mean, yes, it's going to do wonders for MJF because he's going to win the match. But, but for Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and 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 uh, and and Sammy Guevara, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. Of of like, because again, where do they go from here? If they're not going to win the, I mean, these are pretty much the. I mean, these are all young, talented wrestlers. That's pretty mm -hmm. much the future of your company. So right. why is all four of or three of them in this match with MJF? So, so where did again? Where do they go from here? Uh, it's just it's just so i don't know it just to me it speaks recipe for disaster i mean it's got i mean it's bad enough that this pillars tournament whatever the fuck you want to call it um is being done here just to yeah. just to lead us to a fatal four-way match that we already know it's going to happen so I, I don't understand the aspect of a tournament there's completely different ways you could build this up that doesn't involve a goddamn tournament in a buy that doesn't make any freaking sense like why like darby allen just gets a buy from it just picking, mm. just drawing a, a name out of a fucking hat. I, oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> Brian, your thoughts before we get into this next match. So, Claire, maybe I misunderstood the promo because it really threw me off when it gets to the match. But I thought he had said, in my int interpretation of the promo, was that he was saying that MJF was saying, "Hey, I'll guarantee you a shot, you know, in the main event against me, and I'll pay you this money." If you go down, if you go out there and lay down for Jungle Boy, like to take the L, I thought that's what he was paying him off for. Am, am I? Did I misunderstand? I think that? maybe you know. I hear that. I don't think against Jungle Boy. I think it was probably against him when he when he's in the main event with him against uh, uh, for the title. Uh, he's like, hey, he's like, yeah, hey, I'll yeah, lead okay. you to the main okay, event okay. double or nothing, but you got to take the pinfall or something like along those okay, lines. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, cause that that I thought he was saying that to go out there and take the L to Jungle yeah, Boy, that would, that would be and weird. then yeah, yeah give it what happened in the match. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I, I guess then that that changes my perspective on everything. But yeah, the you know the promo was it was okay. It's again though, yeah, I would like to see again. It's just the same shit with MJF, right? Like he's you know I'll pay. Somebody to take care of Wardlow. I'll pay somebody to take care of Danielson. I'll pay somebody to take care of whoever. Right? Like that's his thing. Like I don't fucking change it up a little bit. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's just um, it's just very. But yeah, I mean, it was it was it was an okay okay segment there. I, I didn't mind it too much. No. I mean, but it, it was again, so overall, the you know, again, I shared my thoughts about the the four pillars and these three guys that are are wrestling for the shot at MJF. Yeah, I just um, I just don't think they're there yet. No, no, and you're so. not wrong, you know. And we and and, uh, and now there's going to be people like, oh, it's like, oh, well, 
you know, because we talked about, and I hate to go back to Cody Rhodes in WWE, you know, because I know the story about Cody Rhodes, like, oh, he's not ready yet. Like, Cody Rhodes is ready. Like, th- these are Cody <laughs> Rhodes and is is has more of the it factor than all three of these other fucking men combined. And that's oh, no for shame. sure. But th- it's just yep. the truth. It's not that we're... We're, it's yeah, it's not shade. It's 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 evidence. It's evidence of a guy who's been in this industry for twenty fucking exactly. years and and worked his way and up to that. His ass off, and he's and he's putting on the <laughs> right. best work of his career against yeah. dudes that go out there. They're trying to exchange freaking. They're they're trying to exchange freaking you know words to each other, and and, and it's and it's and it's subpar at best. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It, like it, it was at, at points that was like hard to listen to. I don't know what yeah. people are watching. It's just like because people are gonna say like oh like Jack, you know we we talk <laughs> we, we we joke about it at times too like you know how there's always like a a, a guy like <laughs> Commander right or a Ricochet and like oh like he's world like he sh- he deserves a world title opportunity like everybody beneath <laughs> the sun deserves a t- world title opportunity guys like be honest with yourself you can like Jungle Boy you can like Sammy Guevara you can like Darby Allen I like them as well but if you're being yep. honest with yourselves. You, you know, you see the work, you know, the exchange from, was it terrible? No. But was it good? Was it main event world champion level? No. no <laughs> like not, yeah, and not that no. they can't, not that they can't reach that. No, exactly. All three of them It's not like they, they won't ever reach it. We're not saying that either. It's just right, right now is not the time. And to put all yeah. three of them in one match in a fatal four way is fucking worse. <laughs> it's just yeah. even worse because all three of them have to take the loss. For, for no freaking reason. But we'll talk more about that because we got the main event for later in the night. But moving on into our next match in hour number two. This was Jay White versus Commander. If you don't know who that is, well, I don't blame you because, you know, I for sometimes I forget who this freaking dude is. This dude was in the freaking uh, – uh, what, what, what you might call it? That freaking – It was dude. introduced in like the Battle Royals. I think the, it was that the, ladder uh, match. It was like a ladder match. Or the ladder match. That yes, Sonic the yes. Hedgehog ring, whatever the fuck. <laughs> For AW yeah. Revolution or something like that, yeah, I think it was yeah, to, to get yeah. a ta- to Hobbs won that to win the TNT Championship, um, right, right, in that that whole situation over there. But um, so it's Jay White versus Commander. Sean Spears is watching at ringside. Um, okay, I, it's like it's it's like this. Okay, we, we hey we found Sean Spears. He's been on a fucking milk carton for God knows how long, and he just shows up in the just shows up in the crowd. Like okay, and he mm-hmm. just inserts himself into the bullet club and Jay White's business. Uh, okay. I mean, if you expect me to play along, then you, you know, you got another thing fucking coming. Cause this is just weird in many right. different, many different levels, but um, Jay White in a nutshell wins this match via the blade runner guys. Like I, I can't tell you how many times, like w- what is commander's obsession with, with freaking with, with the, with the ropes. I mean, this dude fucking, <laughs> Like this dude walks on the ropes like he's a fu- like what is the obsession here? I see him. Do- did you see the other? Did you see the other move where he, so he's got like Jay White in the armbar and he's like bouncing from the middle rope to the top oh rope God. to and the middle fan, rope. To the, did fa- you see that? Yeah, and then uh, and then fans will eat it up. I'll just do this. Holy shit! Holy, Holy shit! That Holy was shit. awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> This yeah. is awesome. Oh, Dick man. is so hard. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, oh my people having an orgasm over this. Oh my god! Ugh. This yeah. is the stuff that I can't stand. I I, I just I, I can't do it because again, is it? Imp- listen, I mentioned this as well, right? Is it impressive 
Yes, it's very, Absolutely. very impressive. Could I, even as an athlete myself, right? Like I, I know I, I train CrossFit. I run these, I run marathons. I do all this other stuff. Could I do even a quarter of what a commander can do on the ropes? Hell freaking no. So trust me, it's impressive. Is it needed? No, it's not. It is not. Again, needed. it goes back to the storytelling. And are you, yes, are you having a like match just to hit spots? Freaking sell. I mean, does, has this dude, has this dude once been in a, been in a wrestling facility and learned how to sell like once just just once <laughs> can he his, his, like can this dude like actually take a bump and sell it like actually like sell like you actually got hit over the head with a freaking canadian destroyer or actually got you know collided with a with a suicide dive or got sent through a fucking table like se like seriously like that that's no joke like yeah. is that, like do yeah. these dudes freaking do, do they go to wrestling school to sell anymore? Or is it just to just do the offensive movesets? Because seriously, this is fucking ridiculous. This is the future of this freaking industry. Bunch of these, you're going to see more of these commander fucking guys coming into this freaking industry. And it, it pisses me off. I'm sure this dude is a very nice dude. I'm sure he's worked his tail off to get here. No shade to, to this dude, to commander. But this dude has got to learn to freaking sell. I, I listen. You can you can you can bounce and dance up on the top ropes. Okay, great, it's impressive. Enough. I don't need to see anymore. I get it. Fucking sell a move. Sell a move. C can you do that? Can right. Sell a move. Uh, oh my god. Like Jesus Christ. Like what? What's like? Is there is there a Spanish term for that? Like freaking. What's what's the what's the term to sell? <laughs> I don't know. Something? I, I don't know. It just. I'm sweating just talking about this. My God. Um. Post so yeah so Jay White wins this match. This match was ten and a half minutes. So this dude just goes ten plus minutes with Jay White. Okay, that's just wow. Okay, I'm gonna get into just that. Ten, yeah. Just ten freaking minutes with with that just makes no sense at all. Um, so again, I understand giving people time, but ten plus minutes, bro. Come on, bro. Uh, I mean, like like cut that down to two to three minutes at least. I mean, I mean, give him. Se I mean, I'll give you seven. I'm not saying get squashed, but like seven to eight minutes. Like, why do you need to give me ten plus fucking minutes? With, with with a dude named Commander that nobody nobody even cares about or nobody even fucking knows who this guy is. Um, so post-match, Juice Robinson and Jay White, they start attacking Sean Spears. Um, again, I, I don't know what's going on here, dude. I, I don't. He just Sean Spears just gets inserted into the situation. Ricky Starks comes out like he just came from a freaking – like he just came from a modeling shoot. With with his fucking weird glasses and like it just and with his weird fucking attire like he's Seth Rollins like he like he just went through freaking Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's fucking closet and, and he comes out there he spears Juice Robinson out of his shoes um, and then Jay White and Juice Robinson retreat uh, to the back and that's so that's it so Sean Spears is just now teaming with has now all of a sudden just has an issue with Jay White and. Uh, and Juice Robinson. Yeah, great. No, it's, it's it's great to see also Ricky Starks continuing to feel special. Good job, Tony. Good job. Here, let, 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 let me let me give you applause too for that. Because <laughs> it's working perfectly, bro. Golly. Brian, your thoughts about this match? <laughs> yeah, so this match, I, I'm going to – this encapsulates almost – almost everything that it just sucks ass with AEW storytelling – um, again, I, I'll go, I, I can't not mention Dax's podcast again. I just recommend that for anybody listening Dax, who wants yeah. to just, shout uh, out to Dax the, Hardwood, the idea of the psychology of wrestling, yeah. like shout out to Dax Hardwood, his, uh, his podcast. I, I've listened to a few of his episodes. Shout out to him. He does a tremendous job with that podcast. So. Yeah. So, so Jay White, right. 
you know, a member of the known internationally, right? The Bullet Club, that's New Japan, known all over the world. Omega was in it. Uh, Finn Balor, you know, led it. A, a, a very well-known, you know, uh, uh, faction all over the world, right? Many huge stars have come out of there. Jay White's the latest, right? So you have, well, you have to make what was supposed to be this big, you know, big, uh, whatever, introduction, I guess, to AEW, which I feel they kind of, debut, they kind of botched. Um, and then, so you go into this match, and I agree with you, like, no no shade to, to Commando, or com- Commando, Commander, um, he's going commando. That's irrelevant he is. We don't <laughs> even know his freaking name. We don't know how to pronounce his freaking name. <laughs> but, so you have this guy in Jay White, who, again, is a star, um, albeit probably has a bigger international following than uh, American right now. Um, but, like, what do you want him, again, even being a, a member of the Bullet Club, right? And res- wrestling fans know who the Bullet Club is and are. Like, wouldn't you want to book him, like, to make him somewhat um, a big part of your show, badass, a, a, a big part, like a, major, uh, a, a like force, a major, uh, like a major impact of your show? Like, it's you know what I'm saying, right. especially with the relationship that he, that Tony Khan and AEW have with with New Japan. Like, you, you would now now he's officially a member of the AEW roster. Like, strike while the right. iron is hot. He had so much freaking like buzz about like, oh, where's he gonna go? Is he gonna go to WWE? Is he gonna go to AEW? <clears throat> now he's here, mm-hmm. right? He got he got a he was he was pretty much the talk of the wrestling world, you know, because of the whole, you know, <laughs> the pretty much a, a, a shitty WrestleMania week that that WWE had. <laughs> yeah. and that was a pretty much an fu over to WWE. Strike while the iron is hot, dude. Put this dude in relevant shit, and they have yeah. done everything because again. Outside of just really good wrestling matches, Tony Khan and AEW just don't know what to do. It's like, again, smoke yeah. comes out of their head because they're, they're malfunctioning and they don't know what else. They don't have any creative bone in their freaking body. So, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. And, and so, again, so he, he's been booked to, like at this point, And, again, no shade to Commander, really. But you got this guy in Jay White who everything I just said – and now he's going ten plus minutes with Commander. It just it doesn't it doesn't make him look strong at all, or or intimidating or or anything, right? It just there's nothing there already. Um, and the thing with Spears, I mean, I thought it was kind of funny, uh, just because he was out there. He was, I guess, he was kind of like rating his moves. I guess that's what he was doing. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, even with that, there's no. There's no storytelling. There's no. There's no why. There's why no the reason, fuck is Sean right, Spears there's here? There's no reason why. Like, why is Sean Spears involved in all this? Like, what again? Right. What did this accomplish? Like, yeah. What's and then, there's no connection. There's no reason of your fans to give a shit of why Sean Spears. We haven't seen this dude in fucking years, and now here he is, <laughs> and now all of a sudden he's just a part of this feud with Jay White and, and Ricky Starks. Yeah. Can someone <laughs> again? And then I just I don't I don't get it. I just I don't get it. It makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. So and just the biggest shit fest of the whole match again is so. Oh gosh, yeah. At, at one point, uh, Commander has Jay White in an armbar, right? And and does the he's just bouncing literally like ten to fifteen times between the ropes. 
And then the worst, so again, he did this three spots in this match where he tries to run across the rope and do the dive. The first two times didn't work. He hit it the third time. But again, you've had this three fucking spots in your match, and it's just for the fucking spot. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't Jay White's on the floor. Jay White comes back in. Story. It just, they do the move just to do the fucking move. Like, here, look at what I can do, guys. I can do this. And then the fans just eat it up. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, again, th- this is when I, I go back to the storytelling. This, in this particular show, this one match just kind of, just kind of captured everything that is just shit about AEW right now. Just the, the lack of storytelling, the lack of character, the, the, the matches just being about, about the spots and the sequence and the moveset. Yep. And, and that's it. Spot on, bro. Spot on. Up next, we have Chris Jericho and Adam Cole face-to-face. Adam Cole says, uh, so they're both in the ring. Um, they're pretty much, they start off the promo with like having kind of like genuine respect for one another. Well, at least one-sided respect for one another. As Adam Cole says, listen, I, he's like, he, he says that he idolized Chris Jericho. He says, hell, my catchphrase was inspired by you. Um, you know, like Bay Bay. And I think like, you know, Jericho, some mm-hmm. of his catchphrase involves like Bay Bay, like, so yeah, like drink <laughs> it in, baby. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. I like I like that kind of aspect there. Um, so Cole, so this is pretty much Adam Cole's first legit, like, uh, segment as a babyface here. I mean, he hasn't really done yeah. much since, like, babyface wise. Like, I mean, he's been in a match with Daniel Garcia, but that's really it. So this is his legit first babyface segment. So. Um, so Adam Cole's, uh, he says that he has respect for Jericho. You know, they shake each other's hands. And then Chris Jericho, then he's on the microphone. He says, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I have zero respect for you. As a matter of fact, I think you're an arrogant son of a bitch. And uh, Cole then calls Jericho. And then, like, so they continue to exchange words. And, uh, and he calls Jericho a jagoff. Um, I'm like, okay. <laughs> a, ja- a jagoff. Yes, that, that, is a le- that, that, is a, that is a legit quote, guys, from Adam Cole, a jagoff. Um, Cole then says, you know, he talk, he goes into his promo saying like, you know, figuring out who the real Chris Jericho is. He's like, I know who the real Chris Jericho is. He's like, the real Chris Jericho is nothing but a fickle, stupid idiot. <laughs> and if you guys know, like stupid, another idiot, one of Chris Jericho's lines, yeah, one of Chris Jericho's yeah. lines, like you stupid idiots. I freaking love that. Uh, dude, <laughs> Me too. That whole yeah. like, dude, Chris, that whole shtick like this. Oh my God. That is comedy freaking gold. I freaking love it. That's why I love Chris. Chris Jericho legit guys. Like, you know, from, you know, of course I come from a different era of professional wrestling, but Chris Jericho, at least for me, you know, and I'm sure I can, I can speak for a lot of fans who are around the same age as me around under the age of 30. Chris Jericho is like top 10, um, maybe top five. Oh, for sure. I mean, maybe he's in that discussion. This dude For character work, just like, just straight character work and how many changes he's gone through. He's top five. Seriously, he's he's, he's in that discussion for sure. So I love freaking Chris Jericho. And then, like, Chris yep. Jericho, he sees, like, whispers in the mic. He's like, first of all, he's like, hold on. He's like, first of all, I am not a jagoff. The way he said that <laughs> was just hilarious. And then he kind of goes, and then, like, you know, Jericho just says some more words, like, get the hell out of my ring. Um, he's like, I'm not afraid to, like, punch you in your stupid face or whatever. And then they both come <laughs> to blows. You know, it was only a matter of time before they came to blows. Um, Adam Cole starts getting the upper hand. He starts throwing punches to Chris Jericho in the corner. Uh, Daniel Garcia comes to the aid, so now it's two on one. Britt Baker, she runs down the ramp. She's trying to come to the aid or try to help 
Adam Cole in some some way or some fashion. Um, she she slaps the taste out of Jericho's mouth, and the outcasts appear. They appear, I believe, from the crowd. Mm-hmm. They come from behind Baker, and they just attack Britt Baker. Um, Adam Cole starts to get handcuffed. He gets handcuffed to the bottom rope, and uh, you know Jericho's about to hit um, a kendo stick over um, or onto Adam Cole, I should say. You would think it would maybe be over the head or somewhere on his body or whatever, maybe his head or his shoulder or his back. But then he hands the kendo stick to the outcasts. Um, and then the outcasts, so then you know the outcasts they're beating the shit out of Britt Baker. Well, maybe it was it was Soraya who uh, who used the kendo yeah, stick. Yeah, I think it was Soraya, yeah. Um, and, and used that kendo stick. So Adam Cole is pretty much forced <coughs> to watch um, you know, his girl Britt Baker get the shit kicked out of her. Um, and that was pretty much it. The the JAS, well, te- well the JAS in terms of Jericho and Daniel Garcia. The outcasts, they stand tall. They walk up the rampway, um, and that's pretty much pretty much it. Adam Cole, he's still handcuffed and into the the bottom rope. Um, he's like w- telling Britt Baker, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." So they're trying to make the moment very emotional as they're in Pittsburgh. You know, you have you have Adam Cole's family, you had Britt Baker's family. Yeah. They tried, I guess, to make it like an emotional type of a moment, which I didn't mind. I thought that was fine. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much. Pretty much it. Uh, Brian, I'll have you start off. Uh, your thoughts about this face-to-face segment between Jericho and Adam Cole. Uh, well, first, yeah, like I, I really want to see this feud, man. Um, I, I really am looking forward to it. Hopefully, again, it's, it's a matter of booking and, and storytelling, whatever, but I, I'm definitely interested in this one. Um, yeah, I, I thought the segment overall, yeah, I liked it. Um, I liked the, again, their they're at least attempting to tell a story here, right? Between, you know, Brit and then the outcast get involved. Uh, you know, I kind of wonder if this is just a, is it a loose affiliation? Was this a, just a, you know, I don't know. Is the outcast kind of going to, kind of going to join up with JAS now or, you know, whatever, you know, I guess we'll see where that goes. But um, again, the storytelling aspect, you know, having Cole cup to the ring. Um, yeah. I liked it. Um so yeah, we'll, we'll see where this goes overall. Uh, again, it, 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 it's really going to depend on how the outcasts kind of, kind of what role they're playing in here. Is, are, like, are they going to be involved? Yeah. Was this just a one night thing? You know, what was this? Um, but the the Jericho and Adam Cole uh, like match feud, whatever. Like, yeah, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and this was no doubt a, a decent segment. I'm not going to say it was. Yeah. <laughs> I saw another thing on Twitter. Again, you got to love wrestling Twitter, seriously. They try to make like, oh, it's like this. It had like the, I don't know if you remember this segment in WWE where Orton attacked Stephanie McMahon and Triple H was handcuffed to the ropes. This was like back in, this was their feud leading up to WrestleMania 20. I think this was 25. Yeah, WrestleMania 25, mm-hmm. uh, around 2008, 2009-ish. And this was when like Orton RKO'd Stephanie and she like, she uh, Orton kissed Stephanie while she's unconscious and Triple H is flipping out. He can't do anything because she's, because he's handcuffed. They try to think like, bro, like that segment just takes a major shit over this. Let me, I'm just, I'm just pointing that out now. Not that this segment oh, yeah. was bad. It was, this was a, this was yeah. a decent segment. I think, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, it effective and, and it, and it accomplished, it accomplished some things. Right. And then there's, there, and I thought it was actually going to go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought it was going to go the route of, I mean, like, do you remember the Jericho HBK feud where, yeah. Uh, and like HBK's wife came in and I mean, it, it was, it was botched. It wasn't yeah. necessarily intended, but yeah, Jericho that, actually true. did fucking like, like so I kind of thought that's where it was going to go when Britt came in. Like he was yeah. going to, 
attack Brit. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, that's you know, it's it's a different uh, it's a different world of uh, of wrestling now, with especially with intergender <laughs> stuff. But anyway, it would have been freaking cool to see. And again, it would have been shocking because none of us would have expected. So if they would have yeah. done that, th- that would have been freaking. That would have taken this segment up tenfold. Seriously, like if they had a sure. Chris Jericho do something to to Brit, like you know, sell a move, like because she's an active wrestler, like just sell a move. Yeah, it's yeah. not like he's actually. It's not like Chris Jericho's actually like like you know physically you know putting harm on her. Like you know, she's a she's a professional. <laughs> right, right. She's also a professional wrestler. I'm pretty sure she could take a bump from Chris Jericho. Like it's just a simple, yeah. you know. So. If they would have done that, that would have been freaking like uh, to me. Like I don't know. I, I if you were gonna go that route, then I wouldn't have had. And this is where I go back to the outcast, right? So the outcast. Well, that's why. Yeah, I don't think they're going that route now. At the yeah. end of the well, yeah, well, not well, not now, but 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 if again, if the outcast, if, to me, the outcast just I don't know. It just it just seemed weird because here's because here's why. Right. The outcast lost early on in the night, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and now here they are. And now they're standing tall, like like they're like they're this dominant faction. Like we should care about them. So why did they right. fucking lose early on in the night? <laughs> See, and that's my gripe about this because again, the outcasts are they're supposed to be three females that were supposed that are supposed to feel dominant, right? That's supposed to feel special. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck are they losing? And that's my problem. Yeah. That match early in the night should have never happened, right? And on it, it just and, and here's the other thing too, because like where was Jamie Hader at? Right. So, yeah. So right. Whereas, the only thing I maybe the, the thing I can think about that is, is that and I go back to the uh, the whole situation about a potential Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter feud, you know, so maybe that's kind of planting the seed about like, oh, well, hey, well, back when I got my freaking ass whooped by the outcast, where were you? You were nowhere to be found. So sure. maybe when they that turn happens, you can tell the story in that aspect. So maybe that's why they're doing it. Uh, they didn't involve yeah. Jamie Hader in this segment. I don't know. I mean, it remains to be seen. Well, I had the same thought why Hader didn't come out. Yeah, yeah, I was that, that's the, the only thing. thing I can think of. Because like, cause, but but again, it's just everything. To me, there was just something missing. Uh, yeah, no, I the segment you. was bad. It was it was actually it was decent. It was fine. Yeah. Um, there was nothing bad about it, but to me, there was just something. I, I wouldn't have had the outcast out there. If listen, if you want to have. You know, and again, listen, if you want to have the outcasts go out there and look dominant and, and attack Brit and do everything else, that's fine. But I can't get the image out of my head. And again, I don't forget shit, guys, that happened early on the night, last week, pr- previous week. I don't forget about this shit. If you're a smart professional wrestling fan, you don't forget about these types of things. I'm not, I'm not going to forget the fact that the out- – I'm not going to look at the outcasts like a dominant trio faction – when the, earlier in the night they just took a simplistic loss in a tag match, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it, it just it, you know if you if you if if T, if Tony Khan is expecting me to do that, then he's got another thing fucking coming. So it, it just to me it's just that's that's the only gripe I have about this whole situation. Like if you wanted to do this segment, fine. Then what was the point of this freaking? There, there was no point of the freaking tag match. You could have just had this segment. Yeah. <clears throat> you, you tell you told the story between Britt and the Outcast. And maybe Jamie Hader for not being there because you could tell a story between her and and Britt Baker when they when they when they sure. come, when they come to blows they come to heads and turn on each other. But again, I, I just again, guys, things have to make sense. It may sound like I'm nitpicking, but if it, but if you really think about it, there was no point of that tag match from early on, early on in the night. There there just wasn't. So yeah. Up next, we have uh, an, another tag match. Uh, this was the Jericho Appreciation Society. Versus the acclaimed and Billy Gunn, aka Daddy Ass Man. This is this match is definitely getting Daddy Magic's nipples hard. 
<laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Oh, man. I don't think there's much that doesn't get his nipples hard. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Gotta love Daddy Magic, bro. I freaking, dude, Daddy right? Magic legit, like, I don't know what it is about Daddy Magic, like, especially in his promos. Like, I don't know if you ever see, like, I think we talked about this before, Brian. Like, backstage, like, if he's with the with JAS or if it's just him and Angela Parker, he's always, like, like looking around. It's like he's macho. It's like, you know, macho man, like, when he would cut promos, like, backstage, he's, like, always, like, He's always like shaking yeah. and he's always like looking, you know, like he's always like, uh, or like ultimate warrior, like ultimate warrior was kind of the same thing. Like he was like, yeah. his heart was like about to explode out of his chest. Like he's amplified 24. <laughs> right. Dude's got charisma, man. Yeah, dude. He, he, yeah, like, he's dude, got there's it. something there. And like, you know, yeah. and like, and that's the thing too. Like, and I go back to this tag division. Now actually I, I'm going to get to all that at, at the end of this match because this match just legit did nothing for me. And I'm sure it did nothing for anybody else. Um, no. or for anyone else, I should say. Um, the JAS attack, <laughs> again, another attack before the bell. Like, we haven't seen that shit before. Um, the, uh, the ma- the, again, the match was fine. Again, it's six minutes in length. There's nothing really to talk about here. Uh, there was a, a, a somewhat of a, a weapon that uh, Angelo Parker was using. <laughs> it was his comb. It was like a comb. <laughs> a loaded comb. A loaded, that's, that's a first. <laughs> a loaded comb, whatever <laughs> the, the fuck? fuck that means. And then uh, yeah, uh, Billy yeah. Gunn, like, he, t- he took the comb out of his hand and, like, he snapped it in half. And everything like that. I supposed to, again, this was supposed to be kind of like a comedic type of freaking match or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mac, uh, Max Caster wins the match for for the acclaimed and Billy Gunn via the mic drop from the top rope, um, and that was and that was it. Uh, again, I don't know what this accomplished at all. I, I really don't. There's yeah. Apparently, there's apparently there's there's this thing with the with Angelo Parker, uh, Daddy Magic, and Jake Hager and the acclaimed or whatever. I, I just. I, I don't get it. Like they, like they were, they were like pretending to be best buddies or whatever. And all of a sudden they get thrown into, they like, they like, Hey, let's have a match on dynamite next week. And they have this match and all of a sudden it just, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. It's just, it's not even, it's, I'm not even going to waste my breath. Cause it's, it's that fucking dumb and it's that fucking, it's that much of a waste of my fucking time and a waste of my fucking breath. But <laughs> Brian, if, if you have any, your thoughts on this, 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 uh, this the highlight of the match time. was uh, Caster's rap in the beginning. That yes. was damn good. <laughs> I really like that. There's at as least always. one line that Max Caster uh, let the, he delivers that's like that's absolutely either hilarious or it's just like a major freaking burn, which is always freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, I like the one he made. I can't remember the exact line, but he it, it was some reference to like everybody but heard about the Bud Light thing, like yeah. not drinking Bud Light or whatever. Yeah, bro, for real. Like, uh, so that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, just the whole rap throughout. It, I mean, it was it was pretty good. The match itself, yeah, I don't care about it. Um, and even more than that, like I don't really know what like what's up with the JAS, right? Like, so just the segment before, right? I mean, it almost seems now like JAS is two different groups. It's Jericho, Jericho and, and Garcia, and, uh, Garcia, and, it's and then and Daddy Magic, Hager, and, and, Parker. and Cool Hand, or Parker, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what's going on there. Um, I don't know. Again, it just if, if they're just just dissolve the group, what, just what the, whatever. What the fuck happened to the acclaimed? Like, these, <sighs> dude, these, these dudes yeah. are on top of the wrestling world as tag champs. And we had to take the titles off of them to give it to the guns just to give it to FTR. I, yeah. I, I, I just I don't, I don't know why it. they're so yeah, like right now, I mean I would say the top three tag teams in AEW, the FTR, Young Bucks, and the Acclaimed. Mm-hmm. 
the Bucks can't wrestle as a tag right now. So yeah, why the fuck is he acclaimed? Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I like I like the I fact that know. Billy Gunn is 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 with them. I think it's hilarious. The whole scissor, the whole scissor me shit. Even <laughs> I can understand if like people are just like, what is this stupid bullshit? I can understand that. Trust me. Uh, if people are not on board with the acclaim, because they're like, I, I would almost take. I like I'm ready for like Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. I mean, it it ran. It's it was entertaining. It's it's fine. Whatever. But uh, yeah, I'd be okay with Billy Gunn not being there. Just have it be in because you know, they, they really but... don't need him. If you if, if if you're being no. honest, they really don't need him by his side. They really don't. Right. Just just give me those two. Just give me just give me Bowens and Caster, and I'm and I'm completely fine. But see, that's that's another thing. While while it's entertaining for sure, like you got a you got a guy in Caster who is great on the mic, and Bowens is pretty good too. So you don't need you know a mouthpiece for him like like uh, you know Billy Gunn. So uh, yeah, like why? I don't know. At this point, I, I mean, know. Billy Gunn. Yes, he gets in there and wrestles occasionally, but his we talk, probably we talk biggest about, we, contribution is on the mic. We talk so about, why not put him with somebody else that needs it? We talk about Wardlow's booking being botched, bro. Uh, the acclaimed over the last few weeks is booking has been yeah. super fucking botched. I mean, I don't yep. understand how you have a team that was that was that over and fuck mm. it up. How? It almost makes you wonder if like. Because I'm sure some of this stuff still goes on to some degree, but like if they, you know, did some bullshit or broke some unwritten rule of a fucking locker room or whatever, and now have to be knocked mm. down. I mean, you wonder if that is part of it or whatever. Because yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't sense make why. Any sense? It looks if you don't want to put them in yeah. the title picture, that's fine. But like, put them in something that's relevant. This is this yeah. like this. Nobody cares about this. Whatever this. This situation is with the with the JAS. I, I don't I don't get it. They were they were they were doing like uh, like trips uh, in downtown and freaking uh, whatever town they were in the past couple of weeks. And they were like like on a I, I don't know, just like in the cities of different towns that they were in for dynamite and like they were best buddies and whatever. And now and now all of a sudden they're just having a, a six man tag. And now all of a sudden they're just bitter enemies now. Like, oh, like this was a plan yeah. all along because. To, to buddy up to the acclaim. I think there was a stipulation like, oh, if the acclaim lost, they have to join. The <laughs> yeah, they'd have to. Right. God, man. Yeah. The, the booking in this, the, in this, the, in, not, not, again, not just AEW, because WWE does it as well. The booking, oh, sure. the booking nowadays is just like, I, I don't understand how you can, you come up with this stuff and, and, and actually think that this is a good idea. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. understand unless like they're just that, they just don't have that much creativity in their fucking body. Just be like, you know what? We don't have anything else. Let's. We have a show. We have to put out something. Let's just throw it out there. You know, it's just so freaking odd, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. So before we right. get into the main event, there was a backstage segment with FTR, and I'll make this short and sweet because I do want to get to the main event here. Um, so FTR was shown of a clip of Mark Briscoe. He gets mugged by four other dudes. I don't even know who they are. They weren't even fucking mentioned. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, I think Davari was one of them. Maybe I, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Do I care, bro? I, I just seriously, seriously, man, like Mark Briscoe should be like one of your main attractions of your freaking cut. We talk about like, again, the acclaimed, how the, 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 one of the top tag teams in, uh, in, in your company, bro, like Mark Briscoe, dude, he's now on his own, right? This dude should be thriving. As as one half of the Briscoe brothers, like this dude's better off at fucking ROH. Then, if this is what you're doing for, he's in an irrelevant freaking yeah. like he was in a 
he was in a, a a segment where he got attacked backstage that wasn't even on the show. It was shown before the show to FTR. I just I don't understand. And he's been thrown he's been thrown in six man tags with with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. He's been thrown in yeah. eight man tags. What like what are we doing with this dude? Again, why sign a dude to a contract if you have nothing for them? Put them back over at ROH. They're probably better off. Because again, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of Tony Khan signing these talents just to have talent on his roster and not knowing what the fuck to do. It, it just it pisses me off. But anyway, that's a side rant. But so the FTR they they rush into the trainer's room um, where they also run into Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Um, you know, and you know, and they're kind of like <laughs> FTR. They're like in a love affair with Mark Briscoe, and they're like, he's like, no, it's like, it's like we, it's like, what was like, well, well, we got this. It was like, we'll go after those people, and then like J J uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lee, they're like, no, we got this. We're his friend, and like Mark Briscoe's like, Mark Briscoe's like, hey, he's like, I'm good, guys. He's like, I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to. Go. <laughs> I freaking love Mark Briscoe. He's fun. dude. That's the thing, dude. Yeah. This dude is entertaining, bro. You get oh yeah, for sure. I... Like yeah. this dude has not even been given it. I mean, we wanted to, we wanted to give this dude a, a, a cool moment, like you know, have a and give him a main event uh, match with Jay Lethal a couple weeks ago at, during the whole, uh, during Jay Briscoe's passing and everything that happened months ago. We'll give him that, but we won't give him, we won't put him into an irrelevant singles feud. Like, it's just like, he doesn't need to be tied to the hip with somebody. Let him go on his own. Yeah. I don't understand that. But anyway, so like, so Mark Briscoe's like, here, I have an idea. Why don't you, why don't you pointing to FTR and you two just, I'll fight them and like I guess because I guess we're now gonna have like a fatal like a eight man tag or something like that or it's like oh I guess. And, and, yeah. and lethal's like oh I don't want to tag with him and then they it's like oh and then like just a bunch of freaking childish bullshit like I don't want to tag with him well I don't want to tag with you yeah like oh my fucking god like this is what <laughs> right. we're doing uh, it's just with, with FTR this is what we're doing so they finally come to an agreement it's like hey it's like for Mark you know it's like listen you know for our friend Briscoe you know they're listening it's like you know you know a friend of Mark Briscoe is a friend of mine, I guess, in a nutshell, right? So yeah. they shake each other's hands, like, all right, well, it's like, he's like, follow our lead or something. It's like, they're going to follow our lead, like something along those lines too. But, yeah. and that's it. Um, you know, before we get into the main event, uh, Brian, if you have any thoughts about this whole backstage segment that happened. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Whatever. Um, I, so I never saw the, like FTR looking at a video, like I, you know, yeah, of, Renee. Of well, yeah, they were they were they were with they were with Renee Paquette backstage, and they showed. Uh, it's like, here, I want to show you guys that happened because I mean, they're they're good friends with the Briscoes, right? It's like, hey, like you know, your yeah, friend yeah. Mark Briscoe was attacked. Here was a clip, and they showed the clip, and immediately they rushed into the they rushed into the um, into the trainer's room where they were met with. I must have like because I was watching that segment. I must have looked down or something or looked away because I I saw him like come into the training room, but I didn't see the video. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, an okay little segment, I guess, you know, going to set up a story between who, I don't know. Um, I'm with you. Like, I, I, I want to see more of Mark Briscoe on AEW. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, no, I don't know. Again, it, it's just a couple, you know, it might be him personally that is just not ready or, or, or whatever. You know, I don't know what's going on personally with, with talks and, you know, getting back in the ring or whatever. So if, if that's what it is, like, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, take your time, but yeah, I for sure want to see more Mark Briscoe, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where it goes. It's probably gonna be a match, yeah. freaking rampage, probably or something. 
dark. Freaking yeah, freaking dark. Yeah, better yet, freaking dark. Exactly. Yeah. Main event. We go into uh, Jungle Boy versus Sammy Guevara in the Pillars Tournament. <laughs> uh, match time was around about thirteen minutes uh, in length. Uh, before commercial, again, guys. Uh, well, before I get into that, but Sammy Guevara hit a Spanish fly from the apron onto the floor. I thought that was pretty. That was pretty freaking cool to see. That was right before commercial, guys. But during commercial, picture in picture, once again brawling through the freaking crowd and you know what the referee's doing not counting but he's but he's following along watching these two fucking brawl yeah. somebody makes sense of this like it, like <laughs> am i the only am i the only person that's going to call this out on the bullshit here because like because again it's just it is ridiculous i get i just want things to make sense i want a match to make sense i want the rules of a match to make bro that's you know what that's like in uh like i'm, I'm just going to throw a random sport it like like freaking let that's like freaking baseball, right? Like saying like, you know, for baseball, like, you know, you're, you hit a, you, you hit a, a base hit, but instead of running to first, you just run to third. <laughs> like, and then you're running the opposite direction. Like, no, and then the ref, and then the umpire just sits there like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll just let him do his thing. Like, come oh. on, man. It's just, it's like, no, so, he's on first. Yeah, he's, 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 oh, he's on third. <laughs> he just ran from, from, from home to third base. Oh, okay. That's fine. We'll just, yeah. we'll let it play out. Like, Guys, again, I know I'm, it may sound like I'm nitpicking, but guys, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, professional wrestling 101, like we can't ignore these little things. It's minor details that's not that minor, especially to, to, to the both of us. So, um, But yeah, so that shit happens. Um, they're brawling through the crowd um, after commercial break. So the match continues to happen. I mean, a decent match. We expected that from both yeah. of these two. I mean, it's no shocker there. Um, Sammy Guevara hits a drop kick. To Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy's on the top rope. Sammy Guevara delivers the drop kick, and Jungle Boy lands face first onto a table that was on the outside. Um, and of course, you knew that this was going to happen. MJF gets himself; he gets involved into this match. He levels Jungle Boy. I believe it was with his diamond, uh, with his diamond ring on the outside. Guevara's yeah. distracting the referee, and Guevara wins the match via a count out. And so, M so, M so Sammy Guevara moves on. Uh, into uh, into this tournament or <laughs> the t tournament. Yeah. Uh, so he'll face we'll Darby, face, and we'll face Darby <laughs> Allen next week. Darby Allen is watching yeah. from the Raptors. He's shaking his head. He does not approve of this uh, this outcome here. And MJF Guevara, they're just standing tall. They're they're like you know now that they, now that MJF gave him a shitload of cash. Now they're best buddies. They're celebrating in the ring, and uh, dynamite goes off the air with with MJF and Guevara standing tall. Um. <laughs> Oh man, um, uh, Brian, I'll have you. Uh, I'll have you start your thoughts on this uh, this main event to close out the show. Yeah, it was it was a good match. Um, you know, I, a lot of cool moves. Um, you mentioned one of them by Sammy. He also there was another like a DDT he delivered. Man, it looked fucking fantastic. Um, you know, yes, they can they can put on you know good matches, good good uh, move sets and shit. Um, I guess, like I mentioned earlier, I guess I had misinterpreted the promo earlier between MJF and Sammy. So this whole match, or the ending, once MJF came out, I was like, what the fuck? I, did, I just didn't get it. But even that being said, like, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit surprised that um, Jack Perry didn't win. Like, you know, you had him, like, kind of complete this story of, you know, him beating Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, you know, over the past few months and whatever. And uh, 
and now you're going back to the pillar thing after, again, he's just, I don't know. It seems like you've been building him, right? Kind of give him a, you know, now he's kind of dropping the Jungle Boy. Now he's Jack Perry. He just got done with, with Christian. He's been done with Luchasaurus. But now you have him lose. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Where where do you go from here? Um, obviously, the, the a four-way match is still an option that they might do. That's um, probably what they're still going to do. There's no way that you're gonna yeah. just gonna have Jungle Boy just take a count out victory and just be like, okay, yeah. next week it's just gonna be MJF either Sammy or Darby. There's no, no, there's no way. There's, uh, the, 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 yeah. I'm sure, the, the, I'm, I'm, I'm 99 sure that this is still gonna be a fatal four way match. Uh, you know what? Yeah, like next not, week, like I, like Jungle Boy will, will cost um, Guevara the match, and then that's how they're gonna create the. the Either a triple threat or a four way. Yeah, there's going to be some sort of DQ. now. There's been interference. Maybe in there's going to be like yeah. a DQ. Someone gets DQ'd, and then it's like you know they're forced their hand. Maybe Tony Khan, like somebody, uh, announced. Maybe Tony Schiavone will say something. Oh, it's like in uh, words of Tony Khan, this is now going to be a fatal four way or something at freaking that double or <laughs> yeah. nothing or something along those lines. But again, I, I just I find it hard to believe that this is the best that we could come up with. Yeah. Have a and another thing with Sammy now, like, I mean, he, isn't he part of JAS still? But now, I mean, I granted, I know it just happened, I, but he's out there, I like, it's just putting like, MJF scarf on and a guy. story that, that, that Guevara is still right. a part of the JAS here. Like, to have some segments backstage where, like, Guevara and, and, and Jericho and Garcia are running into each other, like, you know, like, hey, like, what's up? Like, you, yeah, you, or... you, you, you freaking ditched us and you're, you're chasing after the. The, the 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 world title here like what's going on unless they did they know about yeah. that he was going to do like I, again like again we got to like again connect dots or something man like make shit make right. sense like they just throw people in situations and they expect us to to understand what's going on um but again i find it hard to believe that having a pillars tournament is the best way to build this fatal four way match and at, but at the end yeah. of the day too brian this fatal four-way match should not be a thing because we said at the top of the show, and we're going to say it now, uh, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen. All three of them are tremendous talents. And do, do they have potential? And, and could they eventually be a, a top-tier talent in this company and, and world title, uh, you know, world title you know, material? No doubt. But are they right now to be in this, to be in this title picture scene? Absolutely not. It's because nope. it's and it's not going to do any better for them once they lose the match because we all know that MJF can't lose the title anyway, and, and that's the, that's what boggles my mind about all this. You know, instead, and yeah. again, I go back to the whole Sting thing and the whole Sting promo from last week. You know, MJF to me, someone like MJF versus Sting to me makes more sense. I'm not saying you have to put that in double or nothing. Or like, mm -hmm. you know, just put, put like build it to some big event and, and tell the story that way. Like there's no need to put the three other pillars in this match when we know that they're not going to win the title. It just doesn't make sense. Like, you me. know how, how easy it would be to like, and I don't know if you saw it, like you, you might have gone back and watched it, but I mean, not that they should do it for this, this long, but the time where Sting was out, like kind of transitioning into the Crow character in, in uh, WCW, like the psychological, like, you know, like the, the lights would cut off. Sting, there'd be a promo up there. This was when he was going after Hogan, who was the champ at the time, right? Um, 
not that you should do it exactly that way, but again, the, the psychological storytelling that you can do, and, and, and MJF could play off of that, yeah. right? And, and you can absolutely. Play, you know, like creative shit. Like you can have MJF cut some segments backstage, and you know Sting would be doing his would be doing his shtick and playing mind games, with maybe the lights going off and shit. Like, yeah. you know how fucking fun that would be. <laughs> I, I mean, but no, but we gotta throw J- Jungle Boy, Guevara, and 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 and, and freaking Darby Allen in, in this shit. It, but it yeah. makes that neither one of them can afford to take a freaking loss, you know. And when, when instead, you and let me just let me say this about Sting, you know, uh, uh, while we close this out here, like, I, I, I don't know, I don't know why it just it just hit me, but like, <laughs> Sting is like to me at least, like he is, he's on my Mount Rushmore, uh, no doubt. He's he's one of my four favorite best ever, um, you know, and to. I know it's nostalgic. I know it's it's whatever, and this might be his last year. And you know, I don't know. Is it really? Again, I I don't think we're we're expecting Sting to win the match if he got a championship title match. You can make an argument should a, a fifty plus sixty year old guy even be in that position. Here's my thing with Sting: like when he when he finally went to WWE, and and this is this is a problem I, I think WWE still has. I think it's it's why they're part of why they're doing what they're doing to dusty wwe didn't make sting right just like wwe didn't make dustin Rhodes or or his father and so when he got when he came over to wwe right they fucking buried sting like they shit all over sting his time in wwe it was fucking horrendous um so yeah just just for my personal take man i, I would love to see him get one more you know, just a little main event, you know, two, yeah, two month, you know, little program, you know, main event title shot. He's going to lose. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. But I, I just, I got to throw that out about I mean, Sting, shoot, man. If, this, if, if Bubba Ray, this guy if is a Bubba fucking Ray legend. Dudley is still wrestling over at impact. There's no reason why, for, for like in main event in main event segments, there's no reason why Sting can't either. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. makes it like, like why not? But it, it's not going to do any harm to anybody and it's going to elevate mjf in the process and you know what all sure. time it's going to be a it would be a whole lot of fun to freaking watch if you book it correctly yeah. so yep. but but who do we know <laughs> what what the fuck do we know right. Brian? we're just we're just a bunch of i mean there were definitely that, that just, yeah that, that it, just critic the show and we you know apparently it'd we be a great it. fucking story great storytelling yeah. a great probably still could be a great match yeah. but it's not going to be enough of flippy dudes for yeah. the AEW and appara- audience and apparently we're just a, we're, <laughs> we're just a bunch of schmucks that just don't know what we're talking about and we're just we just yeah. are biased and we talk out of our ass <laughs> according to all the people on tiktok so <laughs> sure uh but thank you guys once again for uh for tuning in this was another episode of ruthless talk our second episode of season number two make sure you guys stay tuned for episode number three of season two that's going to be on saturday when we talk some friday night smackdown as our attention ships back over to wwe as well we are going to have a very special guest our first active wrestler yes, that sir. is going to be on this platform we are extremely excited about that i hope you guys are excited as excited as we are who that person is again you have to stay tuned to find out so make sure you guys stay tuned again thank you guys once again whether you're listening to this on spotify on apple Podcasts, um and of course if you're following us on tiktok on instagram and a part of our facebook group we once again we want to thank you guys 
for always tuning in. Thank always you very much. For our content. It really means a lot as we continue to, uh, to take over this wrestling community, to take over the wrestling world. And uh, like I said, we have a tremendous time. Even though you know we're very critical, we, 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 we get serious because, again, we, we care about this shit, man. We want to see this stuff get better. We want to see we, – we want both you know, AEW – uh, WWE and everybody bringing the best out of one another. That's what this platform is here for. And, you know, that's our job to, you know, to, to make sure that everything makes sense and, and make sure that, you know, the best product is being put out. And that is the ultimate goal at the end of the day. So again, so thank